0: You ready? Let's go!
1: ...set it into the shot by the he scores! Backs it out of the air and by Stolarz. And what a skillful play by the Shane. Hockey gods will always come back and get right, you. Trying to get away from Cowan. With all Nyquist on this ship. Keep on going. Nyquist has it. Nyquist shooting. Scores! Oh, what goal. Game winner with a ship! We'll come back and get you every time.
0: Welcome to the Religion of Hockey podcast. I am Grav, a.k.a. Nathan. I am joined by Jay and Nico, and for the second episode today, we're going to be talking about all 31 teams, and we're going to be talking about if they're going to be buyers or sellers at this trade deadline. The trade deadline only being four days away. We're going to be discussing which teams will be buying other pieces and selling off their pieces, and today we're going to start with the Anaheim Ducks, and we're going to go through every single team, but of course, today, we're joined by Nico and Jay, as always.
1: What
2: up? Hey, hey. All Nico's right, boys. a hockey god.
1: I'm a hockey oh, god. All right. It's so, debatable again. So right but... now, let's start off with, obviously, we're going to start off with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, right now, I think they are a seller. Jay, what do you
2: think? Well, okay, I'm going to be honest. I think the Ducks are dumb, but I'm also going to go with seller.
0: All right, Nate, what do you think? I think the Anaheim Ducks are dumb as well.
1: I agree <laughs> with. I agree with Jay right here. All right. But, I and I also I do think they're going to be sellers. So starting off right now, uh their UFA forwards are um Brian Gibbons, Derek Grant, and Cracknell. On defense, Michael MDZ, Michael Delzato uh Corbinian trash. Holzer, uh, Leafs legend Corbinian Holzer, uh Jacob Magna, Andrew or Andre Shootster Su- I can never say that name. And then goaltenders Chad Johnson and Ryan Miller. Um rest in peace Ryan Miller. I think this is going to be his last year. Um, right now, I really do think they're going to be a seller. Obviously, you saw they lost, like, 18 games in a row, which was unbelievable. Um, and then also, it's like at the same time, they couldn't score anything whatsoever. They have a lot of tantalizing defensemen in um, Brandon Montour. Uh, they don't really want to get rid of, uh, of uh, what's his name, Fowler, Cam Fowler. But, you know, at 6.5 for what he produces for a top four defenseman, it's definitely tantalizing for a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, for me personally, Anaheim is just, they're weird because they just signed Silverberg to that massive contract, even though that is a guy that they should be selling off of this trade deadline. So I, I'm ho- I'm hopeful for Anaheim fans and that franchise that they're actually going to use this trade deadline to their advantage and sell some pieces off. But like with Silverberg having, having that extension, they might still trade away some defensemen. But right now I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards these sellers, but that's just kind of hopeful at this point.
2: Okay, so John Gibson, the goalie that has brought them to where they are, is injured right now. So they should be sellers, obviously. But people say that the past uh, represents the future, and let's be honest, they've been dumb. They resigned. They uh, they resigned. Um, Silverberg. Silverberg. I don't know. He's not on here, but he. Re- they resigned Silverberg, which I think was dumb. They should have moved him anyway. But really. You can get a pretty penny for a guy like Brandon Montour, for a guy like Josh Manson, but I don't think they are. That's the thing. We think that they should be sellers, obviously, in the position that they are, but who knows what they're going to do. Honestly, I think they should be sellers, but what I think their GM is going to do, I think they're just going to stay put uh, even though they shouldn't. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say
0: sellers for, for them.
1: Yeah, right. And also, just the tag on for for Silverberg, oh. Um, I mean, 51, 51 games played, 16 goals, 8 assists. He's known as a decent two-way forward, but, I mean, like you guys said, how much is he getting? $5.2 million for the next, what, five years? I, I don't think it's worth it. The um, length is
2: great, like, for his age. like but for, the cap, but for the cap hit, it's terrible.
1: For a guy that's only had a career high of 49 points and 23 goals, I really don't think it's worth it. Um, going on to uh, the Desert Dogs, the Arizona Coyotes, personally, again, another seller for me. Jay, what do you think?
2: I think, again, I think for the most of these I should agree with you. But I think, obviously, they have to be sellers just in the position where they're in. I feel like we get into this conversation every year where we're like, okay, this is the year they're finally going to get good. They brought in step on that one year. They brought in Galchenyuk, which hasn't been great for them. But I guess Domingue wouldn't have been that great in that position either. They're sellers again, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, for me, uh, at the start of the season, for everybody that watches my channel, you guys would know that I... I predicted Arizona to make the playoffs this year, and while they still have a chance to, I feel like they can also use this deadline to sell off some guys. Uh, currently, right now, there's not a ton of teams that are like bona fide sellers. Like, you could say that they are totally going to sell off as much as they can, but Arizona, they don't have a ton of assets per se. They got a guy like Richard Ponick, who could fetch a pretty decent amount of, of, of assets at the trade deadline, but they don't have too many guys that I feel like have one year left that they could really get a lot for but that doesn't mean they can't be sellers
1: yeah and it, it kind of sucks for them I wish I wish everyone was healthy on this team like like especially to start off the season you have uh Demirs who was out who's out until I think he just maybe came back a week or two ago or maybe he's coming back this week I'll have to look it up but um I, I just haven't seen you see, they haven't been healthy enough for them they're to starting be goaltender considered. Ediranta
2: also got injured early.
1: He's, yeah, season-ending injury for your starting goaltender. It's so hard in this league to overcome injury. If you're a good team, you can overcome injuries. Which again, good for them for still being in a playoff hunt uh, in the West. But like for right now, for them at least, they're they're gonna have to be sellers. I mean, right now they're UFAs. Right now, they have Michael Bunting, Richard Ponick, as you mentioned, Jordan Wheel, who they acquired. Um a little bit earlier on defense J- Jordan australey who came from the Chicago Blackhawks and then uh, calvin Picard um I think if you're gonna move anybody you move panic like you mentioned uh Austrilli has been reported um that he's actually going to be signing a two- year extension for them so I-, I see that happening sooner rather than later. Um, it's just a team that, you know, maybe they take on another contract, like the, you know, the Chris Pronger and, uh, and, Pavel Datsuk deals in the summer and maybe you get some first round picks again,
2: but again, and the Dave Boland trade.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it sucks to say that they're sellers again, but that's what they are. All right. On to uh, a big, a big boy here. Uh, the Boston Bruins, um, uh, for me personally, I think they're a buyer. Jay, what do you think?
2: okay so this team okay we can spend a little bit of time on this team because i think they're actually big buyers they're in the hunt for a guy like mark stone and artemi panarin uh grav
0: yeah uh, of course, with the coil trade that just happened a couple days ago when we were recording this, uh, that was the first marker of them really going after a big guy. I mean, Coil isn't the best player, but he still is a pretty solid uh, middle six guy for them. But I feel like they are done, especially when it comes to the forward group there. Pasternak, of course, was out with a weird injury. He's not going to be back for quite a while. And I feel like a, I feel like Boston can definitely use another winger and a guy like Mark Stone. I got like every time Panero, with one deal yet, left could really fit on their team. Team right now, with Pasternak out,
1: yeah, and I think for the Bruins right now, when you have a line that's so effective of uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak—if you add another forward on the on that um, that top six, like Mark Stone or even Artemi Panarin, at this point. Um you have a solid a solid team. I mean their defense has, is is veteran. You, know, you look at Zidane Chara, but then you have Charlie McAvoy who's 20 years old logging so many minutes. Uh Brandon Carlo logging a lot of minutes. So, Tori Krug. Tori Krug, exactly. Offensive yeah. minded Tori Krug. And right now for their UFAs at forward, it's only uh, Noel Akari. Um and then on defense it's just Chara and Camper. So and I do think if they were to trade for either Stone or Panarin they have the cap space to retain these guys, unlike um, Rick Nash last year, where they gave up a, a first round pick, which wasn't his fault. I mean, he retired, but they're they're, they're looking to get a little bit more value out of this uh, out of this year. Um, so yeah, definitely they're a buyer for me. I do think they might be in for Matt Zuccarello as well. Um,
2: yeah. So for me, the I have like a so for me uh, in the NHL, uh, I think the Stanley Cup is the hardest championship to win in all four major sports. Definitely. And I think all you can do is put yourself in a position to win. Now they have a so I think their defensive core is going to stay untouched. Uh, I, I like it actually with Charlie McAvoy, uh, Zidane, Chara, and Corey Krug being their top three, uh, with Brandy Carlo being like a pretty good fourth defenseman. Now on offense, I like their first line obviously, and they have good depth in Jake DeBrusque, Danton Heinen, guys like that. Uh, just recently acquired Charlie Coyle. Now the thing is, if you're putting yourself in the best chance to win. They need that player that's going to bring them over the top, you know, like Tampa Bay has all those guys. They need another they need another uh, force on offense. So if you bring in Mark Stone, who's a big heavy body, like we talked in last uh, podcast, or you bring in Artemi Panarin, those guys are the type of big name uh, players who will bring you over the top, which is what they need.
0: Yeah, exactly, and to me, I feel like a lot of this Boston going after guys like Mark Stone and Antonio Panarin is so that they can compete with the the big boy in Tampa Bay that's right in their division, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with it. Now, Boston, yeah, they have some holes, but I don't think they exactly need a guy like Panarin or Stone, but I feel like a lot of this is swirling because Boston wants to compete with Tampa and wants to be at least competitive with them.
1: Yeah and they they have the prospects to move to move for the, some of these players. All right. Are we done with Boston? We're going Wait, on. One, one, one more thing. thing. One more Do thing. We We're not ready. Have one more <laughs> thing. One more thing. All right, go on.
2: The only thing is is the injury to Dave Pasternak does scare me a little bit. Does it not make them a seller by any uh, by any uh, reason? But it does scare me that he is injured, although without him, I'm pretty sure they just moved Jake DeBrusca. But either way, uh, that does scare me a little bit. But that's the thing. They're such a good team that they're still doing well without him, which just is, again, another sign that they are a buyer when one of their big names goes down. A young guy, too, and they're still okay.
1: Yeah, right. And earlier, it's meant to go off that earlier in the season, they were without Bergeron for... A, a quite a while there and they were still continuously one of the top teams in the nhl uh moving on we're going on to the boss or the boss we're moving on to the buffalo sabers uh super weird team buffalo started off as uh one of the hottest teams winning 10 games in a row you guys remember when they were on top of the atlantic division And then they
2: went two and eight because yeah. of the buffalo sabers
1: yeah, I I, I blame uh, what's that guy on on spit and chick. It's one of them, cursed them. But uh, definitely cursed. <laughs> cursed. Uh, definitely the Boston Bruins are super. Our best the Buffalo Sabers. Buffalo Sabers. I keep forgot. God, they're in the same The area. Boston Sabers. The Boston Sabers. Yeah, right. Um, but definitely, right now the Sabers are in a weird position where they started off at the top. Now they're all the way back at the bottom of the Atlantic Division. Um, right now, I'm gonna have to call them a the seller. It sucks to say because they started off so hot and they're such a you no know, a, a team that you're like, I want you to succeed, but Jesus, you make it so hard on yourselves. Um I think they're I definitely think they're a seller right now. What do you think, Jay?
2: Okay, so because they're in the Atlantic division specifically, I think they are a seller. Uh they did get Marcos Gandela who was solid for them, but he's on the IR now. And at first, they looked like a pretty good team, but I think the Atlantic Division is just too tough for them to compete this year. And be uh, just a quick thing, I would want them to trade Jason Palmanville. He could be a really good guy for someone who has cast reasons trying to make a run. Anyway, Grav?
0: Uh, for me personally, the Buffalo the Buffalo Bruins, I feel like they're a pretty interesting team, and like they're kind of like Anaheim, where I can't really pinpoint what they're going to do. But to me, I feel like they're kind of going to be a mixture of both. Now, if I had to say one, I would probably say they'd be a buyer. But I feel like, yeah, again, like guys like Scandela can get a decent chunk of the traded line, but also Buffalo still has a decent chance to make the playoffs, even if they're in that tough uh, Atlantic division. I still think that they think that they have a chance, which we'll see if that actually happens. But I feel like getting... I feel like they can go after some of the big guys, whether they'll get one or not is the big question. But I feel like they will be pursuing some big guys, some big guys. But even even though they have some guys they can sell off, I feel like the buyer is one I'm going to lean towards.
1: Yeah, and for their UFAs right now, Buffalo has Jeff Skinner, Jason Palmville, and I'll give you guys two guesses on, uh, on who this last UFA is. Grab, go. Uh, I'm going
2: to say Evan Rodriguez.
1: You are wrong.
2: Uh, Jay, Go. Uh, I don't want to say it because I'm on. There's cap friendly right now. Okay, so, so
1: you already know. Uh, Matt Molson. Matt Molson's yeah, I don't, don't want to say it. I don't want to give it up, but uh yeah. Matt Molson's finally a UFA for the Boston or for the Boston Sabres. Jesus. For, for the first time, <laughs> forever. For the, Wait, for you didn't Buffalo mean to joke. Sabres. Wait,
2: that was real.
1: Yeah, Matt Molson's <laughs> a, a, a UFA right now for the for the Buffalo Sabers. So, um, yeah. but right, yo. Right now, I do think that their biggest question right now is whether or not they're going to want to move Jeff Skinner. I mean, the guy has 36 goals. He's arguably been one of their best forwards this entire season. And if you are looking, if you're Jeff Skinner right now, do you even want to, you know resign with a team that fell off so hard like the Buffalo Sabres cuz if if I'm Jeff Skinner I'm saying to them listen guys uh it's been a fun ride at 36 goals but I'm about to go get paid but I, I'm about to go. At least. he's only 26. Exactly, 26 year old UFA. You don't get that chance in the in the NHL. That's why players like Artemi Panarin are saying to you know, to the media, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my own thing because I only get to do this once or twice in my life in my career." So for for Jeff Skinner right now to be on the Buffalo Sabres scoring as many goals as he can, I think he puts it he puts the Sabres in a real bind and I think they're going to end up selling them off. Now Jason Pavonville, um Jason Palmville was already traded from the Sabres went back to the Sabres. I think he's going to want to stay um over in uh you know northern New York uh, just because Matt Molson they're not going to trade, but realistically uh they're going to be a seller and I think uh I think Jeff Skinner is going to go. Now, for what? I don't know. Um, do you guys think – what do you think you can get for uh, for Jeff Skinner?
2: So, for Jeff Skinner, it's interesting because who knows if he's going to resign with you. So, that diminishes his value a little bit. But then it builds back up because, again, he's 26, and uh, he could be a very good player on a playoff team right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, along with that question, I want to ask Grav. So, you said it, it's kind of both for Buffalo – but you said they were going to be a buyer. So here's my question to you: uh, Along with Jeff Skinner, what what do you th- if you think they're a buyer? Who do you think they're bringing in? A depth guy, a bigger guy? Like I want to know what your mindset is. Uh, calling them a buyer.
0: Honestly, right now I feel like just the I feel like they're just unhappy. Like that Buffalo Sabers, at least with the fan base, at least is. Very unhappy right now with how good they were. I would, I they would were be the definitely best team be mad. In the NHL, and they just dropped off. And Buffalo Sabres fans have already had enough misery as it is. But then they had this roller coaster season, and I feel like the Buffalo Sabres management is also feeling the same there. And going after a guy like, just looking at their center depth. I mean, they got Jack Eichel, then it drops off to like Zemgus Girgensons. I mean, they could really look to add well, a guy. Well, Sam like that, Reinhardt maybe.
1: plays center here and there. Yeah, I mean, there, but they,
0: they could add play a guy
2: him like on Jimmy the wing to like help Hazelow. up. They like that power line with Eichel, Skinner, and Reinhardt, right? Yeah, it you know, kind of falls off for them.
1: It's kind—it's of, like I said, they're—it's—they're they're in one of those modes where it's like, hey, you're either in win now mode or you're sitting there telling yourself, hey, do we really want to, you know, do this kind of thing, guys? I mean, we could get another draft pick, but look at their development with uh, with uh, Alex Nylanders. it just isn't working out there. All right, well, uh, moving on, uh, maybe another another hot team, pun intended—the Calgary Flames. Uh yeah. It. It yeah, Calgary Flame. So I'm gonna go with buyer Jay.
2: Okay, so for me they're obviously a buyer, like that's what I would label them as. But I'll be honest, I don't think they're the type of team that's gonna go off for a big market player, but I do see them buying in some depth. Right, I Graf. can see
0: that happening. I like for Calgary. Honestly, I feel like that would be the smartest move for them. Even though their goaltending could maybe use some work at the deadline, I feel like they'll pro- they're going to trust that guy. They're going to trust their guy in Riddich, and I feel like getting some depth guys would be smart. But for me, I feel like Calgary will actually go for someone relatively big. And for me personally, I feel like the fit of of Zugarello is just too good mm, on that yeah, team. I like that too. For me, I feel like Zugarello will be the one guy that they go after. Uh, maybe they make a couple of depth moves there, but I feel like Calgary and Zugarello fit quite well. Yeah. Well, Zugurello
2: would just be like a James Neal replacement. They wanted James Neal to be this right winger that could play with Goudreau and Monaghan and just fell off. So you're begging Zugarello just to replace the spot that they thought they had when they signed him in the offseason.
1: Yeah, and I and I agree. When you so they're to break down the UFA. So their UFAs are uh, Garnett Hathaway uh, on defense, uh, Prout, and then goalies Mike Smith. I think the bigger question or the bigger like uh, statement here for the Calgary Flames is that you have to resign Sam Bennett this year. Uh, Matt Tuchuk is gonna want a huge contract if we're being honest. And as you mentioned earlier. And then David Rittich, he has a huge contract. Now, if you trade for any of these guys, we're calling them buyers enough, but if you're looking to trade with the Calgary Flames, the likelihood that those players stay is very low because you got to keep those RFAs in mind because how much are you going to give the Rittich? Probably $4 million, let's just say, for, for a goalie, a backup starting goaltender kind of guy. Sam Bennett's probably going to get 2.5 or higher. And then you got the big fish in Matt Tichuk, who— who can get who can get over nine million dollars? So you're not he's
2: gonna, going for nine million. I think he
1: is. I definitely for what he brings to this team to the Calgary Flames. I don't think See, so. I would I don't say think so. he
2: can't make more than eight million just because I don't think he's better than Cycle and he's people say he's getting overpaid. And obviously not anymore with this season. But I would think Matthew to Chuck brings in somewhere from seventeen million. Uh, nine million is a little bit much for me. That's why wasn't going to demand at the beginning of contract uh, negotiations. But I can see it coming down to him right, but five then seven let's, points let's' somewhere on there
1: well, then, but let's let's I know, so his first season get forty eight points last season forty nine but he scored this season he has fifty nine points in sixty games. That's a steady that's a steady uh, increase in points for that's a player at least eight at for least. a for a player that's twenty one years old, if you're gonna tell me that he's he's he could get he could still get thirty goals this season. He's gonna end up with sixty five maybe you know seventy points. If you're going to tell me that Chuck at 21 years old is going to get more than $9 million, I, I I think it might be a little, especially for where he plays in Calgary, where they don't really have that many star players. Besides Gujo. Besides Gujo. I mean, you have Monahan there. Their defense is fantastic, but they do it more as a core I think you pay your player. You definitely pay him. But anyway, back back to the seller and buyer thing. Um, I, you, that's something that I think you got you got to look into. So if when they're buying, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard thing to do. Um, moving on, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, weird team. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: You're in the playoffs. It's like Screw the screw the hurricanes. Screw them. Well it's they're, like they're
1: chasing they're chasing my team. Well you've ever um oh, there's on. there used to be this cartoon when I was a kid. It was like this guy was like in jail, then he wasn't in jail, and he's like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. That's how I compare the Carolina hurricanes right now. It's literally like I'm in the playoffs, I'm out of the playoffs. Like they keep teasing everybody there, especially those bunch of jerks. Those bunch of jerks. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Um, This is the hardest one for me. But um, if I'm Carolina and my owner is Tom Dundon that has stated before they're going to be aggressive, I'm going to say they're a buyer. They're buying big. Jay, what do you think?
2: Okay, so for me, I also think they're a buyer. I think that once you're in that middle position, like I said before, the worst place you can be is the middle position. And now that they're only what? I think they're only uh, three points behind the Canadians. I think when you're at this point, obviously the Habs game isn't finished yet, but they're up 5-1 after recording this. Um, but I think when you're in that position where you're a milling team, it's too late for them to go to crash or draft pick. So I think they're by big. I agree with you, uh, Graf.
0: Honestly, for me, Carolina is quickly becoming one of my favorite teams in the NHL. Not just because of how they Band play. Wagon. The Thunder Clap. Everything about them I am starting to love. But... With their owner (laughs) in Tom Dundon, honestly, they're going. I think I don't. I don't know if they're going to heavily pursue a guy like Artemi Panarin or a Mark Stone, but I honestly
2: would not be surprised if they do. I think this team needs to be a buyer. I mean, they have. Uh, if you look at their uh, projected cap space, even next year they have 16 million in projected cap space here on cap friendly, which means you can bring in a guy and resign them, even if it's not a big guy. You can bring in, uh, if you want, you can even take on a bad contract to bring in extra value. So uh, I think that they're in a prime position to bring in a very, very big uh, trade or even in the off season. So I think they're a buyer for sure.
1: All right, so I'm gonna. I'm going to break down their UFAs right now. You have Justin Williams, their captain, arguably one of their most important locker room players. Uh, Michael Ferland, a guy that everyone seems to want but can't seem to get. Uh, Greg McKegg. Greg Greg McKegg's there. Uh, goaltenders. <laughs> uh, Peter Marazic, who can't seem to find another E in his name, and uh, Curtis McElhenney, Um two goaltenders that are their starting goaltenders right now. Um, so... You have the, – there's such a – I can't decide whether or not they're a seller or buyer. So, you know what? I'm going to jump on the seller wagon right now. I don't – I think if you've made it this far where you're like one or two like wins away from making it in the playoffs or not making it in the playoffs because you're going against the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Seeing whether or not you're going to make it, um, I think you move Michael furland for for picks and or even a player back. I don't think that's the wrong idea to do. Because does Michael furland really make or break the the Carolina Hurricanes? No, but does okay, he? So... But does but does he make or break? If you're gonna, if you, yeah. you could trade him off and get players back for him. Is what getting that. getting um, Now and their goaltender's not going to trade. I don't think they trade for a goaltender because I think they're happy with Peter Mrazek and. McElhenney, which is strange to say. Sounds sounds weird weird. to say that. Um, Justin Williams ain't going anywhere. I don't think they can make a move for anybody. I don't think Panarin's going to want to go to Carolina. I don't think Mark Stone's going to leave Ottawa to go to Carolina. Um, Or Sergei Bobrovsky. Now, maybe a smaller move, like maybe Zuccarello goes there. That could be an, under, un, like an underrated move, but otherwise, I think they might be selling players off. And by players, I mean Michael Ferlin. I think he's going.
2: Okay, so I think they're buyers, right? Also, here this is where it's weird. It's so hard. I think they're buyers, but I also think they are going to uh, sell off... Um, like
0: the Buffalo Sabres.
2: Yeah, I also think they're going to sell off Michael Furlan and they can bring in more roster players for him or even more picks. Now you're saying who they're going to give out. They don't even need to give out roster players because they have a few uh they have a few solid prospects. Martin Hayes, uh, doing is okay, Clip uh, for offense, but on defense they have Hayden Fournier and Jake Bean, uh, who can bring in some pretty some pretty uh solid players in my opinion. Now the thing is I think they're a buyer, but it doesn't mean it has to be for this year. Again, they have so much cap space. So I think from now and in the offseason, they have to be buyers. Because even if they miss it by a few points this year, next year they can make a pretty big push. Because it's a big free agent class this year, and you can use your cap space to acquire people or just assign people outright. So I think they're a buyer just because of the fact that they're a middling team, but they have lots of cap space. And money, uh, money isn't doing anything when it's just sitting there. So...
1: Yeah, I think they're a buyer. <laughs> right on. All right. Got the bell. <laughs> Got the bell, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, but one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Blackhawks. Boo. Uh, buyer Boo. or seller right now? Uh, they just reached the playoffs. They're in a playoff position right now. Um, I think they're going to be a seller still.
2: Okay, so this is a hard. We've just hit two hard hitting ones. Two teams are on that wild card push. Now for me, I'm gonna have to agree with Nico, which I don't like to do, to be honest. Ah. But I also think they're a seller. You like you like <laughs> that bell? <laughs> Smash that bell. Smash the bell. Smash that like Grab bell. tell me if tell me if they're a buyer or seller, okay? I'm done I'm done. Alright
0: Grab, go on. Your turn. I, I am sick. And tired of the Chicago Blackhawks, you're telling me that you're going to be last in the almost last in the Western Conference, and then a month later you're in a playoff spot. Like, come on, Patrick is like the hottest player besides Kucherov in the league right now, and like it's just baffled me. Like the Blackhawks haven't even won by goaltending too much or defense. It's been that offense has just been stellar over Nuts. the last few games. But even then, even with the Blackhawks so close, almost there after all they've gone through. I still think at this point the sellers is not just what they should do. I think that is what they're going to end up doing. I mean, they got some guys that, that have already been linked to trades, like Artem Anisimov. He's pretty much – he's been reported to be traded like a 1,000 times. He's been times traded
1: month, for like two like. years pretty much. He's been off yeah. this team for like two years. Ever since, ever since uh, Panarin left, Artemi Anisimov has been uh, Artemi Anisi off this team. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey-oh.
2: I hate
1: him <laughs> more. I really uh, yeah. Smash Bill. <laughs> Smash the bell. All right, anyway, um, let me go on. So for the Chicago Blackhawks, right now, their UFAs are Marcus Kruger, Chris Kunitz, Cam Ward. Um Corey Crawford may be coming back. And I we mentioned this in our last podcast, but I definitely think that Cam Ward could be on the move. He he has a no movement class, I know, but if you have if you have a team with Corey Crawford, I think moving Cam Ward for maybe even if you get a fifth-round pick, I don't think it's the worst thing to do. Um, you, I don't think they're going to—nobody wants Chris Kunitz. Marcus Kruger isn't going anywhere. Um, and they really don't have anybody to sign. So at this point, they have nothing really to— se- I call, since we're doing buyers or sellers right now, there, I don't think there's any milk. Nothing. They're nothing. I don't think they're going to do anything, really. Um, undecided.
2: There's yeah. yeah they, but I uh, think right, like, they
1: have twenty one million dollars in debt in cap space right now going into the deadline. So in saying that, you you really don't need to do anything? You keep you keep where you're at and you no, know, if you make the playoffs, fantastic. If you don't make the playoffs, if if I'm the Blackhawks, hey, you know, we could potentially get a like get a solid top ten pick and still done decent this season and maybe sign our Temi Panarin. So you can't really do no. anything wrong here.
2: I just want to talk about the Cam Ward. So the thing with Cam Ward is like I don't think there's even a point in moving him just because No, the you, stats are so it's, bad. It's because the only thing is is like what are you gonna get? Like a conditional fifth, probably a sixth. And what's the point of that when Corey Crawford might not even come back and you need another goal on your roster and you don't want to pull a Vancouver and bring up a guy from junior or something? So I would just keep Kevin Warren, honestly. He's a UFA anyway. There's yeah. no uh, point in doing it. The, uh, I think they're just going to stay put. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, we didn't really give that option to say stay put because that's just a wussy move. But uh, I think they're just going to stay put, to be honest.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on to the one team that is tied with the Chicago Blackhawks for that last wild card spot. And that would be the one, the only, the Colorado Avalanche um, right now i think they're buyers i think they're buyers i definitely think they are buyers jay what do you think
2: okay so i oh, i didn't think i ripped on them last uh podcast but nico seemed to think so yeah uh, he
1: did. i actually Dude, you loved I, them that wasn't even ripping on you were just it was a love fest between you and the <laughs> in the color oh my I just gosh kind of... did i mention they have colin wilson oh amazing <laughs> first Oh For whatever reason, oh, I just went down to the whole roster. Seven are, anyway. Andrew Ghetto, yes. <laughs>
2: anyway, I think I think second, the buyers, second second line to center
1: prospect Alexander Kerfoot. Tell me more, Andrew Agazino. Oh, okay, yeah, there you Okay, anyway, Agazino.
2: Okay, hey, did you know Listen.
1: they have a they have a te- they have a guy named Sheldon Drys on their team? Sorry, go on. All Former
2: right. Dallas star. So I'm gonna call a buyer but... again as well. I think they have some good young pieces, and when you're in that million team, you want to go young, you want to go fast. Samuel Gerard is great. Uh, I'm oh, Alexander Kerfoot is a good young player. Anyway, I think they need to. All I all I think is that they need to uh, they need to acquire some good young pieces. I wouldn't get any like maybe you want to bring in a couple of veteran like a veteran presence, but realistically, you're trying to bring in depth to support that. First line, that's elite. Um, when you read, I mean, they It says that uh, the projected cap space is 11 million, which means, I mean, probably most of that is going to go to Miko Rantanen, and then after that, you're looking for good young guys Jeez, to fill that yeah. depth. But all so I can say money. is that they're buyers, but just for depth. Yeah, There's I true. can see
0: that happening too. I mean, Colorado is just such in a weird place because I could. Like, with Joe Sakic, he's done some crazy stuff in the past. But Like, when it comes to Colorado Avalanche, last year was, I think, a little bit of a fluky season. I mean, this year, it just hasn't been the same for them, really. And they're kind of in the same situation, not as much, but they're kind of in the same situation as the New Jersey Devils, where they made the playoffs, and everything's going amazing, and then they kind of soar back down. And the expectations are something that the Colorado Avalanche are going to have to uh, really secure, because they could be buyers. They have the cap space right now, but in the future, that again, a lot of that cap space is going to be gobbled up quick by miko randon so they're going to have to realize what they are which is probably this year likely not a playoff team but they're somehow still in that playoff race because of that weak western conference but i feel like going after rental could be something they go after and and getting a guy in that top six could be something that they really need
1: right pack it up boys pack it up boys
2: all right moving on on another another team columbus blue jackets what what's going on Nico?
1: oh me <laughs> cool <laughs> um well they're ufas right now uh so um they got some good players. we keep we keep talking about the weirdest teams uh, i think there's every a, there's, a, there's a pretty there's big a, ufa there a, i wonder what a, his name is you're ufas is here. I me mean, you got artemi penev mark let's test whoa let's oiler oiler great mark let's um and then Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, Chicago your, Blackhawk's
0: great Anthony Duclair.
1: This is true, yeah. The RFA is Zach uh Zach Murray. Uh man, they gotta re-sign so many guys. Ryan Murray, you have the resign. Zach Worensky, you have the resign. And you yeah. have to try and bring back Artemi Panarin and Bobrovsky. That just ain't happening. That ain't happening. I don't parts.
2: know if this is a hot take or not, but I would say that one of our Temi Panarin or Sergey Bobowski has to be gone. Like, it's necessary. They need to free up some cap space to re-sign Zach Rolenski. So, a- I think one of them is going to be gone and probably to Florida. Yeah. I mean, Florida has already been linked. Florida has pretty
0: much already been linked to Bobowski and to Panarin. To both of them. We've man. been saying that for, like, the past couple of weeks. But one of the funniest parts about Columbus, I feel, is that, like, just a couple of— Like, I didn't even realize until, like, a couple of weeks ago that— Free, like freaking Zakharensky is an RFA, and we've been talking about Bobrovsky and yeah, Panera. And everybody's been too. talking about them for like the past year. But Zakharensky is an RFA, RFA, and he's gonna get like seven million. I mean, eight million, maybe. Like that's just, that's a huge, huge contract as well. They're already trying to think about Panera and Bobrovsky, but they got some they got some busy hands on hands right now because they got so many guys to think about. But for me it's gonna be they're one of the most they're probably beside maybe besides Ottawa the most interesting team in this trade deadline because I could see them totally buying I mean, we've seen them re- linked to Duchesne Kevin Hayes in that center position but they also could get up guys like Wabrowski and Panarin so they could go two completely different ways in the spectrum but if you look like at a guy like Panarin or Wabrowski will likely
2: be dealt
1: they have they have you know the Habs
2: won so uh, Boo. let's go yeah they have they have
1: to move one. they have to move but or Temi Panarin. You can't, I mean, if they don't, Again, there's such a weird position because if you're that fan base, you no, know, you haven't won a playoff series yet. You have a guy, a franchise-changing guy. I will say he's a franchise player. Artemi Panarin potentially walking out on you. Your starting goaltender for the last what five years, he's gonna be leaving. If you keep them, you go for that run, but you need to buy and get a player. Now, whether or not that comes in Mark Stone or Zuccarello, you grab a player like that. Or you just stay put. They're in a weird position. Again, you need to re-sign Zach Walensky. He's going to get... He only has 30 points right now on minus 10, which would be the worst in his career, uh, or career low. But, it, again, if you're moving Panarin, you got to get... Are you going to grab picks? Are you going to go and maybe move for a player for a player if, you were, if you're grabbing like you were Panarin? Though. Are you going to move Bobrovsky right now or just let him walk since he's your starter, essentially? um it's it's hard to tell and and right now it obviously Panarin came out in a report like a week or two ago saying you know hey it's my career I want to I want to do what I want to do and again I don't fault him for that and I think he puts the at least the the Blue Jackets know that hey this is what this guy's gonna do Bobrovsky on the other hand has has thrown temper tantrums you saw him get pulled a couple weeks ago and then just Take off all his equipment and leave his team hanging there, essentially. So I think they're done with him because of that, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell with the okay. with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Moving on, okay. the Dallas Stars. The, da- the, da- the Dallas Stars. Let's like, let
2: like Grab take this. The Dallas Stars. Oh boy. Yeah, they suck.
0: Yeah, okay, crazy. so Jim nil. I I have so many questions for you, but if you do not go after somebody at this deadline, I, I don't. I, I just don't know what I'm gonna do. Honestly, like does, the Dallas does Jim Neal
1: sell propane?
0: Yes, he should. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a side hustle. Smash that bell. <laughs> go on That
1: that's the only joke I have.
0: <laughs> but for the Dallas Stars, like they're in that first wild position. But if you've been paying just the bit of attention, of attention to the Dallas Stars for the last decade it seems like. You would know that if they're in a wild card spot of oh, a few games to go, guess what? That's not going to hold on. And we've seen that so many times that I cannot count anymore. And if the Dallas Stars do nothing at this deadline, I'm going to rip my hair apart because this team is begging for a guy like Matt Zuccarello, begging for a guy like Kevin Hayes. And I'm not sure if they're going to go after a guy like Artemi Panarin or Mark Stone. I wouldn't love that to happen, but I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to go after a big guy like that, but just get something, get something to, ch- to show guys like me that we can actually trust in this team to actually make the playoffs. Because if we miss the playoffs this year, it's three straight years without the playoffs. And I'm not having any of that and but we have the chance we have the opportunity with how bad this western conference is they've got a great shot to make it but i still do not trust this team to actually do it at least the way it is right now okay
2: so grav i think you're gonna have to pull your hair out on this one buddy I think it's going to have to happen. I think they they have a projected cast base of five hundred grand, no. And no. I don't think no. that they're going to go after anybody. No. Uh, you have guys like Miro Heiskinen who is going to be great. I mean, Esa Lindell has been a pretty good guy, I'm pretty sure, for you guys. Uh, only 24, and you have to reach out to him as well. Pretty good uh, but I just think that uh, this team is going to wait for Spets' contract to be off the book because he's a UFA this year. And then I think they might do something in the off season just because they get rid of that contract. But until then, man, I can't see them doing much because other than that, their UFAs are Taylor Fidoun or whatever. Nothing's happening to him. Fadoon. No one wants Roman Polak unless you trade him back for Mike Babcock. Because Babcock likes him for whatever reason. <laughs> he loves Roman Polak, man. You have Jason Bay, and they have Jason Spezza, who like you might resign for like a seventh oh. of the contract back for a million, maybe, just because he's your assistant captain. Anyway, I can't really see uh you guys doing that much here to be completely honest because you're not really in a position to do so, which is unfortunate, but I think that's just
1: the truth. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I don't think the Dallas Stars are going to make any moves. Really, I think they can, it's staying they Can
2: put hands on
0: LTIR though for this season?
1: Well, yeah, right. I think that staying put right now is just something that I think it's best for not only the team but the franchise going forward. Um, when you see Jim Neal, if he makes any any moves that he are, that he's gonna make is gonna be so heavily um you know criticized because of the the lack of um I wouldn't say because every season you look at the Dallas Stars saying hey they won this offseason but then they always end up finding a way to you know fail um and and in the season like for trade deadline acquis- acquisitions, it's kind of. I don't know if you bring. Would you? I mean, you're the Dallas Stars expert here. Would bringing in a player like Nyquist maybe help on the offense? Like, would you? I mean, yeah. Would you want to move someone to to get? Would you trade a pick for that, or what would you do?
0: yeah for the Dallas Stars like the the obvious weakness is the offense like I remember back in 2015-2016 in the good old days of the Dallas Stars where they're actually somewhat decent like the offense was their strength and that was what they were known for but then the next season happened and they couldn't score goals the next season happened and they could never score goals this season happens the defense is amazing Kudobin is fantastic Everything is going right except hey we can't score goals and that's the problem once again. But getting a guy, I feel like they can have if they get like a guy like Hansel and LTIR if they if they trade a guy like maybe a Matias Janmark maybe a Blake Como maybe a Valerie Natchushkin. I feel like if they're gonna go after a big guy like an Iquist or a Zuccarello, not big guy but somewhat decent guy, they're probably going to have to offload a roster player like a Val Natchushkin who currently makes just under three million dollars and has not been good whatsoever this season. Yeah, that but- sucks. For the Dallas Stars, they don't have too much flexibility, but I would really like to see a guy like Nyquist. But even in a perfect world, I would like to see them go after a guy like Panarin or Mark Stone. But going for the lesser option and just getting that top six guy might just be what they need right now.
2: I mean, for you guys, wouldn't you guys want to center on like Kevin Hayes? I mean, you have... Uh, Kevin uh, Hayes could be you, a decent fit. I, 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 Sagan, I, I like his right? potential there. Have, I don't feel like your
0: center the center position is I feel like the center position is less of a need than the winger situation right now a lot of the wingers this season have just not performed up to their expectations I mean a lot of guys like Matthias Janmark, uh, Blake Como Valerie Natroshkin again uh, should be a lot lot better but they haven't been performing this season but getting a winger like I, I like I like the I actually like the Nyquist fit I feel like that could work pretty well you get a guy like Matthias Janmark, who was drafted by the Red Wings give him back maybe you get, maybe you give up like um, a second round pick maybe even a first round pick that's that's a little bit stretching it but I feel like just getting that top six guy that could be on that second line and produce reliably is something that they need right now
1: right okay, um, okay. well I mean we, we talked about Nyquist here so let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings oh um, yeah like segue. that like that segue huh oh, yeah man.
2: ring the bell there it is <laughs> smash it
1: smash that like um so I wonder
2: what you're gonna say about if they're a buyer or seller
1: I'm going to go ahead and step off on a cliff here um, and say they're a seller. Whoa.
2: Yeah. Hot uh, take. So, hot
1: take it. alert. I thought- so
2: I guess you Rick just go, took Rick the joke ow. for this team. You're going to take the joke for this team, but I guess I'm just going to have to agree. They're obviously sellers. Um, I'm going to take your job here and say uh, what their UFAs are, but goose <laughs> up, Nyquist. Don't sound Collins so happy. Nick. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Ish- oh, <laughs> Nickerson, here comes and Luka the Jesper. straight weddings oh. and Jimmy Howard. Okay, those are the UFAs, and I think a lot of them have a potential to be moved. A guy like Gustav Nyquist, we've been talking about these last two podcasts that he's probably going to get moved because... Watch him he's, not get uh, moved. He's just not going to get exactly. He's a get, player, <laughs> he's exactly. he's a player in his prime who's a good second liner, maybe a middle sixer if you're on a not good get moved. team. confirmed. And, he's, not uh, gonna, yeah. he's not going to. He looks Yo, like he'd um, be a good, pretty penny.
1: For, for Gustav Nyquist, I will always... You guys were like eight years old when this happened, but... Gustav Nyquist um in the 2012 in and 2013 season he put the he put the Red Wings on his back and scored like 40 points in like 35 games and pushed the Red Wings to a playoff push back then like it was literally was 11 years old it man. was literally only it was only, it was all up to him him and uh him and Tatar came up that season man i remember back in oh, NHL in NHL 13 he had like the 4 star rating and i always make him like a 4 and a four and a half stars so he'd become Whoa. like an, he'd become like an 89 overall anyway um, I do think that uh, the Red Wings are going to move on from Gustav Nyquist uh, Thomas Vanek has a no-movement clause. God bless if he gets traded again. But I mean it's it's, it's an <laughs> annual thing. We're all expecting it. Yeah, it, it's, so it is. It's know. a perennial
2: thing that Vanek gets moved. But the other thing is Jimmy Howard could bring oh, yeah. in a first-round pick from a team like Philadelphia or from a team like Calgary because San Jose. God knows they need, God knows they need the center. That's what I think. I think that too. Solid.
1: I think that Jimmy Howard's going to go to the San Jose Sharks. I really do. It's a perfect fit. They they need saves, and he and he's way better than uh, who's their backup goalie over there? Does anybody know? Dell, it's way better than Aaron Dell. You kidding me? He used to be like elite two years ago, but he's I know. Yeah, real talk. I mean, he was one
2: of the best backups in the league.
1: Yeah, right. So, so was I. Mean Martin Jones wasn't wasn't someone to just cough at, but I mean he was even, solid. even he's falling off this season. That's the only thing that's that I I write these articles for Puck seventy seven. I was writing who's a contender and who's a pretender, and obviously did you write articles
2: for oh,
1: I, have, I didn't hear Puck 77com If you didn't know, they're a hockey website where they write all. Th- things hockey um wow there you go uh but (laughs) but no um i think i was right i was what i was saying uh i was saying for san jose for them to be a contender they need to get some saves they need to have a, a consistent goaltender now in saying that jamie howard hasn't been a consistent goaltender his whole career um but right now for this for this season for a bad detroit team he's been pretty decent so if you move him on to a team that has actual defense Hell yeah, hell yeah, brother. He's gonna be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something. <laughs> and it doesn't even
2: matter that his whole career has been like inconsistent. He's a UFA, so realistically, you could just use him as a rental if you think he's that inconsistent, because he's having a good year right now. So you might as well pick him up.
1: Yep, right on. No, but uh, next team, uh, the Edmonton Oilers.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> I don't want uh, Can we just skip? Can
1: uh, we just skip this team? No, we skip. can't. I'm
0: gonna pass on this one.
1: Uh, so the Edmonton Oilers, I'm going to say they're a buyer, but they're playing like a seller. <laughs> um, what, what, what do you do? What do you do? I should take that back. The, uh, the next team is the Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, the Connor McDavid. The Connor McDavid's Oilers. The
2: Edmonton Connor McDavid. Um, no, they have, no, listen, this guy's really underrated. I really like him and I'd really like him on my team. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's, Sam gone it, you
1: know they're no. they're in such no, a no. bad position. I mean, your top assistant captain Milan Lucic, your top prospect Jesse Pugliarvi. Was, his agent is coming out and saying his client isn't happy here. So he wants to leave. Like, Jesus, man. I mean is even
2: your top prospect anymore? Uh, I think
1: I Kelly mean, Benson is up. Yeah, like, probably their top prospect. Well, they're most talked about prospect. Um yeah. I think Or Evan, Evan Bouchard. Like right yeah, Evan Bouchard's definite one. Um but right now for for them, if you're gonna if you're if I'm the Edmonton Oilers, you dangle Jesse Pujarby out there and you try and get oh you try and get a winger back, hey, what what do the Edmonton Oilers need? You know, what,
0: you know who was a good winger? Jesse Pulley
1: <laughs> Yeah. Too bad that's not going to happen. Hey, you know who else was a good winger? Uh, Jordan Eberle. Oh, and, and who, know else who else, else was, was a like good winger? winger? Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall. Oh, Taylor yeah. Hall. Wow. I think that I think we're, we're all in agreement here that that this team uh is it should be a buy, should be a buyer, but they should be a seller. I don't know. We we should just stop. They should just fold. Just fold. Just <laughs>
2: fold. Just go to Seattle. They should just stop. Hit that yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I can see a team being defenseman. What about a guy like Chris Russell? Thirty-one, four wow. million, which nope. is not new. no way. But no. I can definitely no 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 Chris no, no, Russell. No, no, no.
0: I think a team would guys. A team dumb enough to a take team that nobody contract, $4 that, the Oilers, for three more years.
1: Now we're just not dumping on the Oilers right now. I know it's, we are dumping on them, but realistically, right. they have a t- they have a defense full of overplay overpaid top four, top no, six defenders.
0: Besides Cluff Bum, he's the only good one on that.
1: And but he's even had trouble staying. Clef healthy.
0: Bumps has got
2: most, what, a top four defense?
1: Yeah, team. he's not they're paying these guys like their top their top twos.
2: I mean, and, I if you retain Sauer and Chris Russell, you could get something, but that's the only thing I can Chris see. Chris Russell's doing. playing. They're bottom, bad team.
1: Bottom, bottom, uh, bottom pairing with minutes, and he's four million dollars. It's hard to move. It's hard to move any players when you have that kind of cap. When you have that cap. Speaking threat. of
2: moving players, let's move on because I don't like talking about the Oilers. Yeah, because nobody does. Crap shoot. <laughs> anyway, nobody wants to talk about Edmonton. Let's move mm-hmm. on to a very. And this is a very interesting team. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Ooh. Meow. Cut. Okay, well that, I'm that just was just gonna take over. I don't want you to either, I don't want to say anything <laughs> That after was that. that was my okay. Panther impression. <laughs> Alright, so they've been heavily linked again, like we said, to the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh with Artan Panarin and Sergey Popovsky. Obviously their goaltenders and uh, Roberto Luongo and David Reimer haven't been that great. Um they have they were apparently they acquired Derek Broussard to move him again, so I would expect him to be on the move as well. And then you have know, guys like Jamie McGinn, Riley Shahan and uh, Troy Brower, who are also UFAs uh, of notice. So I think, um, like they're pretty. Uh, I think they're obviously buyers. Oh wait, what am I saying? I think, um, depending on who it is, they're buyers because I think if they have a chance to get a big name like Panarin or Stone, they would go after them. But I think they're not suited to go after those middle six guys as of right now. They're they're another interesting team where it kind of depends on who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, with me, like, Florida, Florida just been weird. Like, they're go- trying to go after Panarin, Wabrowski, yet they're trying to trade the most valuable player on their team, or not, probably not the most valuable, Second most one valuable, one of the best players that they have right now, Mike Hoffman, who has been amazing this season. And they're just, tr- they're trying to do stuff, stuff wacky. And, like, the main problem with me, again, as I said in the last podcast, the goaltending has been horrible. But getting a guy like Wabrowski right now is just not really... It's not. It's not gonna happen when you got guys like Roberto Luongo and James Reimer who are both making so much money that you can't even count.
1: Yeah, they need. They all they really need is a save, and they, if they had a save, they would be. They would be in this buyer buyer position right now. But with Luongo, Luongo being injured half the season, Reimer's obviously not a not a starting goaltender. And and again, for for a. A guy who's getting paid, what is he getting paid? Four million dollars to sit on the bench and back up? It's too much money. It's too much money invested in two goaltenders that aren't performing. And I do think that if they had if they got some saves this season, they would be a contender. But that's been the same story for the last how many years now? Five, Since six. The playoffs. Yeah, it's been it's been the same story every single year. It's always something with them. So I, right now, their UFA forwards are Derek Broussard, Riley Shahan. I think he's gonna. Be, I think can get you a third round pick again. Um, Troy Brower maybe to a team that's looking for some grit. Uh, Michael Haley was just he's a he was just picked off on waivers, so he's gone. Mackenzie, their former captain, he's not going to go anywhere. Um, and then obviously. They have nothing else really to give, so I think right now you just wait it out. You just wait it out if you're the Florida Panthers. Uh, Moving on to the Los Angeles Kings. The Los Angeles Jack Hughes. Yeah, Los Angeles Jack Hughes. Sellers. Sellers. Um, Give it up. Give it up for Jack Hughes, everybody.
2: I think it's just – I think it's obvious they're sellers, but I just wanted to – quickly, just one point I want to make about the Panthers. Imagine how good they would be if they still had Marcia So and Riley Smith. Anyway, on to the Kings. Um, I think that they're obviously sellers, so I don't think there's much to say. I mean, we could talk about what they're selling, but I think Nico's going to get to that. But obviously, they have been terrible after picking up. uh, They have been so terrible this year, and I think it's just... I think their play style, like the Anaheim Ducks, doesn't really match. You know, on the Anaheim Ducks, they have a bunch of fast players, but... Um, on the Kings, like Ilya Kovalchuk, they picked him up, and he hasn't been a $6.25 million player for the next three years at 35. They need to sell off some guys and really retool if they want to go at it because their contracts are so bad that they're going to need to keep going at it just because they need to get some use out of these contracts. So they're in a very difficult spot.
1: As they say, it's... It's like the Los Angeles Kings are shoveling while it's, like, still snowing super hard. There's just no escaping this, <laughs> the pain that's keep, that yeah. keeps coming for them. They just traded Carl Hagelin for nothing. Um, they had Nate Thompson, and they traded him for nothing. So right now they have nothing left. Are you going to trade Alec Martinez? How much is he really going to get you? I mean, for a fourth-pairing defenseman who is declining pretty quickly, 30 years old, You're not. you got no... Rob Blake got a pretty decent return for for Jake Boson. Maybe he could swindle someone else for Alec Martinez right now. But then again, what about
2: uh what about a guy like Jonathan Quick?
1: I don't he's, think you move he's being
2: traded, I feel. I
1: don't but think you me, move him. He's 30. LA,
2: no, LA's,
0: LA is going on the fire sale. We've already heard so many rumors and pretty clear ones about the LA, LA Kings selling off some big guys. Not Probably maybe not at the trade deadline, but throughout the off season. I think 100% a guy like Jeff Carter is gone. I mean, he's 34. He has quite a bit of term left, but you can still get a decent decent pay uh, or a decent amount of chunk of assets coming back, especially for a team needing that second line, sometimes first line center. But a guy like Jonathan quick could get so much just on his playoff reputation alone. You could get a ton of picks and prospects back just for that.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't know. I think it, and again, if I'm Jeff Carter, I don't want to be on a team. That's just going to, you know, sail off in the sunset. Um, And for Jonathan Quick, who's been injured a lot these last couple seasons, I don't think you'd get that much for him. So, I don't think you can you would move him and get all that much. All right, Um, we're pretty
2: we're we're pretty. We know that they're going to be sellers, so let's move on. Uh, Let's move on to the Minnesota Wild here. They're in another interesting spot where, again, they just gave their GM, Paul Fenton, uh, the green light to do what they need to do. So what do you guys think they're doing?
1: Sellers. Goodbye. Sellers. See y'all later. We're going to sell Eric Stahl, Eric Fair, Matt Hendricks, Brad Hunt, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> and Charlie Coyle, which they already sold and for Anthony. Anthony. Fiat-o. They're gone. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, there Big we go. Big guy right there. They're gone. Everybody's gone. It doesn't matter if I'm if I'm Minnesota Wild and I'm not. Uh, but if I were, and I'm I'm Paul Fenton, first year. You're first, crying like a baby. I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, we have seven more years of Zach Parise.
0: <laughs> I traded a Rask. You, like, uh, I trade a Nino Niederreiter for Rask.
1: Oh, like, is, I geez, think that this is, is blown a... up in his face.
2: I think this is a team that I think they stay put. And the only reason is, is like a guy like Matt Dumba is such a huge player for them. A guy like Miko Koivu, another huge player for them, who they're both injured. Ow. Victor Rask is on the IR 2 now uh, as well. So I think you might have to just stay put and go after it again. But I don't know. They're in another interesting spot. I just think they suffered some too. Very, very key injuries where that could affect if you make the playoffs. And I think if those two players were healthy, they have a good chance of making the playoffs. So I think they stay put, wait for them to get healthy, come back next season, maybe do some stuff in the off season. But I can't see them doing anything as of right now. Maybe they move Eric Stahl just because he's 34. Maybe they move Eric Fair for, like, a six-round pick. I can see but other that. than that, they're staying put.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Eric Stahl, you need the move on. I After this season, I don't think he's going to come back anyway. But, yeah, Eric Fair, too. All right, moving on. I guess we're moving on. Uh, Yes, Bell. The the Montreal Canadiens. Jay, go. Okay, so,
2: all right. (laughs) Yeah. You're the Habs fan. Just go. All right. So, okay. So, obviously, I'm a Habs fan, and I follow a lot of people on Habs Twitter. Now, the general consensus of what I've seen is that people do not want to do anything. They want to stay put. They think our prospects... Are two. I think we have. We've just built up a pretty good prospect school uh, pool with all those picks we had last year, and they want us to stay put just because we are so young. But I, I'll be honest. I'm in the minority. I put out a tweet that nobody uh, saw, so follow all me. All 77
1: anyway, of your followers saw it. Yeah. Yes, but, make it 78
2: uh, today. I just wanted to say that I think we are in a playoff spot right now, and we are a playoff contender which means we should go after somebody we desperately desperately need a left-handed defenseman so just going over our defense we have Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie on the right side which is solid I think Mike Riley is a solid sixth guy and then Mate fits well with Shea Weber so you can keep that pair but you need someone with Jeff Petrie so you need to acquire a left-handed defenseman Brett Kulak has been solid so you can rotate him with Mike Riley uh Christian Fullen isn't doing anything uh Jordy Benton hasn't been great he's been pretty great lately but he's he's just a big body heavy defenseman and i'm not a fan um, i think again you could acquire some more offensive depth a guy like Matthew shane has been linked to the montreal canadiens and i would love to see him That's my in choice. A habs jersey i would really like to see him in habs jersey um, we can trade we have a bunch of prospects that we can trade now um, obviously i wouldn't want to give up too many big names But we do have Columbus's second round pick, so we can move that and we'd still have our pick. Uh, We have a decent amount of prospects where we don't need to give up our A-plus or even uh, A-minus prospects, but we can give up some B-plus and B-minus prospects for uh, just a solid left-handed defenseman. Nothing big, not even to the magnitude of Jake Muzzin, but just a guy who can really just uh, strengthen that left-handed defensive position. And we can even take up cap space. We have a projected cap space of nine million, and we're like third in the league with uh, cap space as of right now. So I think if we can just, uh, we can even take on a contract to get uh, a player of value. And I really want to see us uh, strengthen up that left-hand defenseman side. And then obviously, if we can get Matthew Shane, I'm fine with doing that. Now, another thing is, is people are really uh, getting fresh or getting frustrated, and people are saying that they don't want to move a guy like Arturi Leckanin, who's been on a scoring drought and can't seem to score uh, because he's so good defensively. And if he puts gets those chances, put the pucks in the net, he'd be such a solid player. In my opinion, for getting a guy like. Uh, Matthew Shane, I think you're okay with, uh, letting a guy like Artur and go. And you might have to get rid of some pretty good guys. But again, God, I think we're all underrated Matt Shane. This guy's a first-line center. We're underrating his talent. I'd really love to see him in a Habs jersey. I think we're in a playoff spot now. And because of that, let's go. We, we are buyers. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, we are buyers.
0: Buyers! <laughs> Smash that bell.
1: Way to go, Jay! That was good. That was fantastic, bro. It's my team. Was, I told you that was fantastic. He's, made, acquired, he's we, making he's making you look like Nate a Thompson. chump. He's making you look like a chump, Nate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Jay Show. This was the sorry, Jay. My
2: bad. Uh, I just, I just, I'm so passionate because I'm a big playoff hockey fan. You know, I think every hockey fan is. And now we're in that position, and I see people who are like, "We should do nothing." I'm like, "No, guys." Once you get make it to the playoffs, anybody can win. Jay, we need to straight,
0: We need to. Ah. I need to tell you something right now. I'll tell you one thing: the Tampa Lightning, <laughs> bro. <laughs> stop. Matt if we get win, get into the playoffs and you Listen, face the Tampa Lightning, I am sorry. We, you are not if we acquire out a room.
2: left-handed defenseman who can short, uh, can up, uh up with Jeff Petrie, and we acquire Matt Shane I think that if we um, avoid Tampa Bay at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, we can we can maybe pull it out in the Game Seven. Jay, I think. Jay, bro, don't don't Jay. ruin this for me, man. Jay. <laughs> Jay.
1: And that was a Tampa delusional. Lightning. That was a delusional Habs fan here. Back the Tampa our... Bay Lightning, Jay. The Tampa Bay. Lightning. I know.
2: I'm sad. I'm sad. Really sad. <laughs> back to our but scheduled
1: I... programming. On to Listen. the National <laughs> <laughs> predators. <laughs> uh...
2: So they're buyers, though. Wait, would you guys agree with me? They're buyers. I want
1: to know your. Nah, opinions. I'm. I'm
0: kind of in the majority of kind of going. I, I would say more on the seller kind of kind of line. Uh, honestly, like Montreal has been like back yeah, kind of back and forth in the playoffs. Um, but I feel like. I feel like with the Montreal Canadiens, they like if they make the playoffs, yeah, that you got a guy like Harry Price who could steal them a few games. But I just with that current roster, with that current defense, ugh, I just don't see that going too far.
1: I uh, yeah. I really want is, I you know what for them to become a contender for me, they need one more fourth line grinder. Just yes. one, just one. Nate more. Thompson,
2: another Nate Thompson. We need to bring in Milan Lucic. They need
1: one more. They already brought in Weese. They already have Folan. They have date no, Thompson. we brought him. So we and we sent him
2: down, which doesn't make sense. I don't get that. We Martin, brought him in and bring we in sent Matt him Martin. Yes. yes, Matt Martin to the Canadians. Bring me Martin. See, the thing is, I would love for them to acquire stuff for the playoffs, but I can see them selling off a few pieces too. We're in a great position though because we have a lot of prospects, we have a lot of picks, and we have a lot of young players, and we're still successful. So I think even if we don't make it this year, even though I really want to, just because obviously you want to see your team win, we are in a prime position to succeed for the next. Uh, few years. With that said, I don't think Mark Bridgman is a Jam of the Year candidate, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but I do think Claude Julien is in for the head coach of the year.
1: Calm Thank down, Jay. Please. Whoa, Calm down. Squeezed. All right, boys. If you uh, if you, if you like, like Montreal, if you like the Jay Show, if you like the J Show, go follow, smash him on Twitter. bell, <laughs> go follow. <Google. laughs>
2: listen, listen. I'm too. We I'm, did I'm for honest. the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into Nashville. All right, Nashville. Uh,
1: buyers, man, definitely buyers. Well, if you, this is your time to go for a Stanley Cup. Get, get, go get Matthew. Go get Matthew Shane, who can sing country music. Go get him. Yeah, Perfect. Just, okay.
2: He is. A- grab you go. I'm. Um, i think. I need, yeah. You go grab.
0: <laughs> oh, this is so hard for me. I'm. Mean, I'm going back and forth on this. I mean, they could
1: be sellers. There could be buyers. I know. It's, it's a hard, hard decision. decision.
0: Yes. Yeah, so hard. It's, it's. It's really scratching my head right now. Uh, but <laughs> we've seen them obviously they're one of the contenders for um, both got guy, guys like mark Mark stone and Matthew Shane um, right now it's like Matt matter it's right now when it comes to all the rumors I've been keeping up with Matthew Shane seems to be heavily linked to Nashville and that could work but at the same time they've been trying to get centers like that that like first line slash second line center for so long I mean you got a guy like Kyle Turris who is kind of in that same situation where he's like oh he's not been the greatest but he first line upside. Got he hasn't Hansen, had a point since November 21st. by f- number one. It, it, like, the center, like the centers are just so baffling for Vermont, Nashville because they've tried over and over again to get that number one guy. But I, I just don't see Matt Duchesne being that in Nashville.
1: Did, Kyle, I, I put out a tweet earlier, but um, so, so yeah, so you think that in 37, for Kyle Turris, so in 37 games, he has 19 points. That's pretty decent, right? Sounds pretty yeah. decent. He hasn't had a point since November twenty first, Or He's had only three Oof. points since November twenty first. Tourists going back to Na- going back to Ottawa. I do, I really do think that's gonna happen because you don't have any room for him. He hasn't played wing. He hasn't played great in general for Nashville. You move him back to the Senators where he, he's he said a million times that he loved playing in, for for Ottawa. Now now also in saying that. He also wanted an extension there. They didn't give it to him, so that's yeah. why he got traded to begin with. So uh, I could just be pulling, pulling strings here, but I, I think maybe Kyle Turris for Matthew Shane Part 2
2: could happen. Um, moving on. Part 2. I love it. They go back to the, back to the beginning, back to basics.
1: The New Jersey Devils.
2: Perfect transition. And well, like I it. wonder, I wonder who they
1: are. Uh, sellers definitely sellers. sellers. I think, I, I think, think Marcus Johansson is going to go to the to the um, Montreal Canadiens. I think that's my choice for them. He Ooh. sat tonight. Are you serious? Yeah, he sat tonight. He didn't play tonight, so I think he could be Whoa. he could be an option for them. They want they need forward help, and I think he he can provide uh you know that forward depth uh help there, and he won't be that much money honestly for you. you may, you may give him a second round pick. Just for Marcus and Johansson, and we can resign him.
2: So I would I honestly, and he plays. It seems he plays a little bit center, but he plays uh, on the wings too. He can be a solid guy for us to rotate in that top six with Max Domi and Ju I'm not going to go on another tangent, but I do like that as a move for the Montreal Canadiens. I think it's a very realistic thing too.
0: Yeah, for me, New Jersey just has Palmieri and Johansson. Like, those are the two guys that are probably going to fetch the most. I mean, Palmieri isn't on an expiring deal, so that that could irk a few teams, but when it comes to New Jersey, like... They don't have anything to really sell. I mean, Kincaid is a UFA, but nobody's taking him. Uh, you got a guy like Drew Stafford, nobody's taking him. The only real guy that has fetched a lot of value over the last couple weeks has been Johansson. He's been amazing in the last month. He could get quite a lot, but I feel like a guy like Paul Palmieri is kind of the wild card because earlier in the season, he was a guy that was like, I would say 100% was going to get traded, but we'll see what happens, but New Jersey, I, I like I think they have to be sellers.
2: Yeah, alright, let's move on. Their sellers, is pretty, it's pretty simple yeah. there. The New York uh, so Islanders. To the Islanders. A team that has surprised people having a better record at this time than they did with uh, John Tavares last year. So, guys... Obviously, they're buyers, but what do you think is going on with them, unless you think they're solid for whatever reason? Yeah,
0: for me, <laughs> going back to my predictions at the start of the season, I predicted them to have a whopping 71 points. Nice. Yeah. Aren't you stupid? That, that, that prediction was not looking too good right now. And With like, with New York, though, I'm kind of happy that they have turned to page. Uh, Barry trusted has been amazing for them. But with them, they've been heavily, like in the last day or so, they've been – heavily linked to Matt Shane and it seems like Lou Lamorella is, is crazy enough to go after a guy like that.
2: Well, uh, Grav, can we expect a video on this with the yes. uh, react with the whole uh, I was wrong on series? Yes. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, before I became a podcast-free agent, I was on another one, and we were doing uh, season previews, and it came to the Islanders, and now I had a couple other guys that were saying, oh, the Islanders are going to be so trash." I really didn't think they were going to be all that bad. I know losing John Tavares to the to the hey did you hear John Tavares is a Maple Leaf by the way. Um, oh no! But, um, no way! But I heard the I, but when I was looking at this roster, I really didn't think that was that that was all that bad. I thought Jordan I believe may may have had a, a comeback season which. Kind of, sort of, not really. Uh, Brock Nelson's a fantastic player by himself. I thought Andrews Lee is an underrated player. I thought the signings of, of bringing back Matt Martin for that fourth line, which is amazing, I thought that was going to be a really good deal. I figured that Robin Lehner didn't really get all that good of a shot in Buffalo. He was good when he fixed it. his mental
0: health too, which is yeah. a big thing for him.
1: I thought he was good when, when he when he was on his on his game. And honestly, I thought the I thought Matt Barzell was ready to be a first line center. Which honestly, they've all kind of came true. I I thought the the loan was kind of a stretch, but but um. He's been decent this season too. It's but he's having a really good season, and obviously it's all and Barry Trotz signing with them. I thought that this was just something that hey, I think they're going to be one of the best. I thought they're going to be not the best team, but I thought they're going to be at least a playoff contender. And honestly, I. I I think I was like the only person I I literally I have to look up my tw- my tweets, but I literally posted that and somebody like I had like forty hate tweets. People are saying you're you're wrong. The Islanders are gonna suck. Watch them burn. Ha! Yeah, John Tavares is Maple Leaf. Yeah, and I'm a Maple Leaf fan. Keep in mind, So I was like I really felt bad from losing John Tavares, but hey, look where they're at. I think they're buyers now. If you, I think they need defense. Um, maybe not. I really don't know. This team seems pretty good, honestly. So for me, I think they're buyers. But I think if you stay still, you're fine. Um, On to the other team in New York, or maybe not even in New York, because where where are the Islanders?
2: Not um, I mean to mention that the Islanders have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven UFAs that are pretty, uh, pretty notable. They have uh, they UFAs. have forty
1: six million dollars in cap space next season. I think I think, I think, uh, I think letters, they're okay. Jordan
2: Everly. Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, Filipula, uh, who isn't that big, and Tom Kunakel, but they have like four pretty, uh, pretty big guys to be signed. They should be okay, but that's another uh, notable you're When you're, fake, when you're winning,
1: guys. I always say, when you're winning, you stay there <laughs> and think, yeah, when you're
2: running you stay there so onto the Rangers uh, Nico what who do you do aren't winning about? right? Now. who
1: are not winning they're another very um, intriguing team I think they're going to be sellers I think you need to be sellers here Kevin Hayes potentially a second line center for some teams um, he's like their JT Miller he literally just filled in the spot that JT Miller left exactly, exactly. Um, and it's gonna, it kind of sucks that you have to get rid of him but that's where they're at with their rebuild uh, Matt Zugarello 31 years old and he needs to move on Eddie McQuaid's a good depth defenseman. Um, he's been linked to the Toronto to Maple the Leafs, leaves. apparently. Um, Which is weird because that
2: does not seem like a guy that Kyle Dubas should bring in.
0: You never know because Kyle Dubas gonna go after grit defensemen. That's what he's gonna do.
2: Although, again, we never we never heard anything about the Muzzin deal except yeah, for a few people who thought uh, maybe. But realistically, no one really had uh, Muzzin in their sights, and then boom, he made that deal. So uh, you can really expect anything.
1: Yeah, but for right now, I think Kevin, they're sellers definitely. For me, you got to move Kevin Hayes. I don't think he was going to, he's not going to, if he does re sign there, it's going to be another one year deal. And I think he wants term somewhere. And I think he's going to get, he's going to get moved to a team that needs center, that is center, no deficient. And again, I think he could be linked to the Montreal Canadiens because they need help at center. Um, Kevin Hayes would be an interesting option that Matt Zugarello, I think he's moving on, obviously. Um, Otherwise, they don't really have much else to sell. I mean, last season, you saw them move McDonough, JT Miller um, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. If they can get anything close to a hole like they did with with those two players, I'm doing it. I think they're going to go on separate trades, but uh, look for the uh, New York Rangers to... Be sellers at the deadline.
2: Yeah, I mean the Rangers are pretty simple. You gotta get rid of Hayes, Gotta get Zuccarella out of there, and get some pretty good assets. And you can get some pretty good assets for those two good guys back. Unless Graph has anything to add, let's move on to the Senators. Who, uh, well, I guess they're a team. It. They're, a they're team. sellers, and yet they are going to uh, give the first round pick to Colorado. So here, here's
1: here's my perfect. Uh, situation, if I'm the Ottawa Senators. You move Matthew Shane. You get you get a first-round pick any which way you possibly can. Get get something from someone. Get a prospect and a first-round pick. So that way, even if that first-round pick is probably going to be 15 to 30, you still get a prospect that's going to help you next season. You move Ryan Dezingle. You trade him for anything you can get a second-round pick. You keep Mark Stone, for the love of God, Give, give something for these fans to come and watch your games. Yeah. Give them something to watch. Mark Stone's not only going to be their captain next season if he stays, he's going to be their best player. And for a player like Matt uh, Brady Tachouk to look up to, that's so integral for a player's development to have somebody. And Thomas Shabbat. And Shabbat. you're right. You need a player like him on your team, a, a two-way player that plays the game the right way. He's a good. Not one. to
2: mention, Matthew Shane is two years older. We got that wrong actually in the last podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. he's twenty eight years 28 old. He's twenty eight years old. He's not twenty six, and he's on an expiring deal. He's in that perfect place where you can move him and get so much stuff back because he's a centerman. I think I agree with you. I think you can trade Ryan to single, and you can trade Matthew Shane, get some really good assets back to start retooling for the future because you have some pretty tough uh, contracts to deal with, like that Bobby Ryan deal. But you can start retooling for the future. You have some pretty good prospects like Philip Chaplick and uh, some other guys like Brady Chuck who are already on your roster, which is good. Uh, guys like Colin White. Um, so I and think Logan you have Brown's sort of coming up
1: too. Logan Brown's a so, fantastic prospect exactly. coming up he as well. Be a big solid center, center, right? A big guy center mm-hmm. who you
2: probably he's a guy like Mark Stump. He is a two way. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty solid two way center. Uh, Cause he's just so big and dominant in that way. So I think maybe you trade Matthew Shane and uh, you get what you can for him, retool, and you get back at it. And then yeah, I think we're getting onto a few simpler teams. But yeah,
0: yeah. For me, by the way, Nico, I love how you,
1: I love how you pronounce Brady Kachuk. That's how you say it, right? Brady Tchuk. No, it ain't. No, it's Tchuk. It's, it's Kachuk. Dude, what do you mean? I swear to God, I've heard him say it. it's no, Tchuk. <laughs> I've been say I've been saying his dad's name since you were young youngins. His name was Tichuk. Whatever man. I'm never man. gonna let that go. I'm never oh. gonna let that go. Nah, whatever, never. man. Alright, Tichuk, whatever. <laughs> Tichuk. <yeah. laughs> okay, you, so you can go Brady with yourself. yourself.
2: Brady Kachuk. Oh, is a decent wow. player. That's not overdone. Anyway, let's move on to the flyers. We're, done. we're' just done with the, Ottawa Center. yeah, we're just bro done. they're sellers. It's not that hard. we've they're all oh hold, over hold the on place,
1: before bro. we move on though, how about uh Cody CC though Cody CC defends He's young bad, young defense yeah no no crap <laughs> um, but I, I think he could be on the move too, by the way,
2: family friendly For yeah. any team
1: that ends up training for Cody CC, I just want to say to the fans,
0: I'm sorry for you,
2: <laughs> okay, so Philadelphia is another interesting team Another team that I think would be good but they don't have a goalie until, well, Carter Hart's been playing well now. Uh, They just required Cam Talbot. They have goalies. They've had eight of them. Yeah, they They have goalies, goalies. just not great ones. But uh, the main guy here is Wayne Simmons, who's had ties to many teams. As for this last season, he's only making 3.975. So who do you think, what's happening with him?
0: Honestly, with Philadelphia, they've been, like, Wayne Simmons is the guy for me. I feel like they're going to be a selling team just because they kind of have to, they kind of just put themselves in that hole, and even though they've played better as of late, like, they just put themselves in the hole to sell, but a guy like Wayne Simmons apparently has gotten a lot of trader interest in in the last week. Um, He's a guy that you could, for a team that's dumb enough, you could get a lot back, first-round pick, maybe even a maybe even a prospect back as well. And I feel like a guy like Wayne Simmons is the guy that they'll the one I feel like they'll go with one guy that they'll sell and that guy is Wayne Simmons.
2: Uh you can also sell uh you can also sell on a guy like Michael Raffle. He can bring in what, like a fourth round pick, probably I think he resigns signs
1: um, there, honestly. He ever since he came over from Europe. Yeah, he true. he's loved playing in Philadelphia. I th- I think he's been Maybe a bit overpaid with his current contract, but, but for what bit. for what he brings for that top, he can move into the top. Uh, the top line goes, the second goes, to the third can play fourth line minutes. Good, no six guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you you keep you keep some of those guys, but definitely Wayne Simmons has put a lot of miles on his bodies. So on his body, so I mean, for a player like him, maybe if you're trading for him, you're probably trading for what he did in the past, not what he's doing now. So. Uh, you get, uh, that's definitely a player I'm I gotta move on to. Uh but moving on to uh their state rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh as always, they're buyers.
2: <laughs> Nothing much to say. Not, here. You can't right trade. Now. You can't
1: trade for I don't only players you can really move, I think, is is Mata, maybe. But well, by the have... way, when we're recording this, Cap Friendly is having server. Yeah, it just
2: went down. and I'm really, that's <laughs> This is perfect timing. Cap Friendly just went down. I was about to say something, but
1: uh, well, it I looks mean, like you it... got to go by my my trusty notebook.
2: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> you know, no. You know, you know and what and doesn't notebook? You know Bush what doesn't?
1: From... You know it doesn't crash notebooks. Notebooks. It's
2: too bad. There's other websites, man. It's too bad. <laughs> Hit
1: that belt. All right, bell. <laughs> All right uh, for me, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're gonna be buyers. They always seem to add something. They grabbed Nick Nick Buk- I can't say his name, Nick B- 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 Jukestad, Jukestad. Bukestad. there's a name. And Jarrett McCain from the McCain. Florida <laughs> McCain. For the from the Florida <laughs> Panthers, essentially for the same players. I mean, you trade for uh Bursard and Shahan. I mean it's it, it's like you ever seen uh Sean of the Dead where they're like passing by the two the two teams are passing by each other and they're like exact equals. This movie may be a little bit too old too old for you guys. A but, little bit. But um but yeah, they're it's literally like say inside, imagine you're going to through an alternate dimension and you see yourself and you're like wearing different co- like it's like you being a Colorado Avalanche fan, grab and you walking oh, no. walking past oh, yourself, no. and you're like, wow, this is weird, you know? It's literally like that. So it's like they traded for the same players, essentially, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's kind of a lateral move. Um,
0: yeah, Pittsburgh is weird, though, because they could use a lot of different things, but if they're going to go after... Uh, a a decent piece they got it they got to improve that defense i mean you can improve your strength which is obviously offense with pittsburgh the goaltending has been better as of late the smith has been pretty great uh but the defense is something that i would definitely improve on jim rutherford i mean he signed jack johnson but i don't think that's working out too well for you and getting a guy just giving up like a second or maybe a third round pick for a decent defenseman that could slot into the top four could be very useful well not only that i mean
1: malkin's having an unMalkin-like season. And the consistency of Matt Murray is something... He's Some a miss
2: in his mind. Yeah,
1: it's something that uh, that uh, Rutherford can't really... You can't really do anything about that. You kind of just have to ride it out. But they really don't have anything else that you could trade.
2: Another thing that's interesting is, like, Pittsburgh just has this reputation for winning the playoffs. I mean, we were so quick to jump on them being buyers when they're only two points from being out of the playoffs with Carolina and Columbus slotting in. Now, I'm not saying you guys are wrong because I also think they're buyers. I just think... It's interesting that some teams they just have that reputation where you're like if they're in the hunt they're gonna make it like Pittsburgh. Uh, I also think they're buyers, but I just thought that was interesting.
1: Well, I mean they were they're they were back to back Cup champions. You are you still anytime you have Crosby and Malkin, you need to be buyers. You're not sitting there. They sat for eight years in between cups to not do anything. Now they now you need to keep buying. Uh, moving on to the uh, the other hottest team in the league, the St. Louis eight, Blues. Eight one and
2: one. Jeez. Oh, wait. oh I was I was gonna talk. I was gonna say the Sharks. Oh, are the
1: Sharks. We were eight, one are and the one. Sharks before St. Louis? I don't know.
2: Yes. Did they really? Yeah, the Sharks. This sh- good. Thank God, the Sharks over. are. Uh, Let's stop talking about Jordan Binion. But it's fine. Yeah, the Sharks are 8-1-1 and right now. They started off uh, pretty rough, actually, with Eric Carlson not playing that great. But since then, uh, they're now uh, 36-17-8. I mean, they're 19-5-5 at home. Um, they're just moving crazy right now. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think San Jose is doing? I mean, they're obviously buyers, but what can they do realistically? I think they're staying put unless they're bringing in a goaltender, like we said before, yeah. like Jimmy Howard. Or if they're bringing in maybe some death pieces on offense because obviously they have like a top three defense core in the league
0: yeah for me like again going back to what we said with Detroit I feel like Jimmy Howard is just a perfect fit there when it comes to the goaltending when it comes to that defense there's not much you can really add the four group has been amazing so far but I feel like the one glaring weakness right there is the goaltending and that's where I think they would have to move if they're going to go after a big guy I mean you could add some depth on both the defense and offense but that's pretty much stretching it since they're so they're so they have so much depth they have so much star power as well it's just the goaltending that has been the big weakness for them
1: is this the season for? The Sharks. Is this the? Is I this, sure is this no. it? Is
2: this it? I don't think it is. This is this their man.
1: pinnacle? You have Joe Pavelski, 35, Carlson, year, 35 verse, years, 35 years old. Joe Thornton, last on his, on literally on his last legs. Eric Carlson may not sign. You need to sign uh, Timo Meyer, who's having a fantastic season. Kevin LeBlanc, he's probably going to get you four million dollars. Is this the last season where the old guard in San Jose is here and the new guard that's takes that's over? That's to
2: say. I don't think they is, I don't think they're gonna pull through. That's just because even if you bring in um, uh, a guy uh, like Jimmy Howard, I don't know why I forgot his name. I, I, if you bring in a guy like Jimmy Howard, that's how much is that gonna improve your team? And even if he gives you league average goaltending, I just think that uh, you have these stacked teams. You have these stacked teams like Winnipeg, like Nashville. St. Louis is just going off right now. Calgary, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, once you're going up against these teams, I mean, they have the stuff on defense and on offense, but for whatever reason, I just feel like they're not gonna be able to withstand those teams. I don't know why, it's just kind of like a gut feeling. I don't really have any, uh, Bell. Supporting facts, but yeah. All right, moving yes. on.
1: The St. Louis Blues, who just lost. Now St. Louisian, Jordan Bennington. What, what was the score for that Dallas game that beat them? Uh, it was five to two, I think. Thank God it's over. We can stop talking about the St. Louis Blues on every yeah. single hockey radio station. It's Jesus just. Oh my gosh! I just, you, is everyone just in love with the Blues? I understand they're I mean, are, oh, they're like a fantastic. I know they've been so good.
2: It's a comeback story, right? Uh, they are gonna sell off everything. So They're dumb. gonna sell off Petrangelo. They're gonna sell off Pareko. Uh, uh, they're gonna sell off Petrangelo. But I wish that would have happened. I honestly wish
1: the Blues would have kept losing, so we it would was, see. Was, so, was, so we could
2: see them get. I w- there yeah.
1: Petrangelo was was so close to becoming a Leaf. So close. But
2: St. Louis is just a, th- a team that rep- that you need to realize. I think GMs need to learn. Maybe have some patience just because they're not performing for that 10-game stretch. You guys can have a 10-game win chicken right back into the winning fold. Like St. Louis was literally going to sell their franchise player in Seiko, and now they are back to being third in the Central Division. 9-1-0 after yeah, this last, yeah. last but tonight. But how but,
1: yeah. lucky are they that everyone in the West just seems to be very extremely average? How lucky. Yeah, are they, they? everybody in the West I mean, is just yeah, falling Winnipeg's down.
2: The 5-4-1 in the last 10 uh Nationals or Nationals 5-4-1 in the last 10 win Everybody 4-4-2. Four, four, extremely ten. average. Yeah, Calgary's Calgary's 5-3-2. So, so, Vegas is 3-6-1. So You're right. Everybody, everybody's average. Been the average. So I
1: mean, you have teams that get hot like the like the Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues. And for the Blues, the the only hope right now is that they don't fall back into how they were before. And they hope the they hope the God that Jordan Jordan Biddington keeps going, but right now they can't do what they did last season and and throw uh throw Peter Sasney out the window, <laughs> or Paul Stasny, sorry, out the window, Peter's nasty, yeah jeez and mold um uh, throw 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 uh Sasney out the window and say, "Hey, we're just gonna go get a first round pick, and that's it over to your central division rivals, they're not gonna do that this season um i don't think they traded anybody and i think they keep everybody for this run right now because i don't think they have that bad of a team before the season started stanley cup contenders middle of the season what are these guys right now back to stanley cup contenders so um definitely an interesting team uh now on to the best team in hockey
2: by a long shot Nikita Kucherov who just <laughs> broke 100 points uh, which is crazy uh, last guy to do it for 22 the Tampa Bay like Lightning we gotta mention the name Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. Years. yeah Nikita Kucherov's going off I just want to make that announcement as you're recording 100 podcast. points baby 100 points 60 games or 62 games sorry uh, he's going off right now they're a stack team and I think everyone expected this I think they're buyers but how much are they gonna do dude their records are insane if you look at them separately if you separate it at home they're twenty five five and two, and away they're twenty two six and two. Yeah, that is insane.
0: I didn't been realize just crazy this season. I mean, when it comes to what they can add, I mean they just they just can't. Why, I mean, mess, just with why caps caps mess
1: with it? Yeah, why even mess it, with just it? Just leave it. Just leave it. I didn't realize that they like, got they got to resign yeah, you get rid Anton of a guy
0: like Callahan. You can't do anything. Yeah, you really. can't.
1: You can You're not moving. Even he's been playing well too. He's, been,
0: he's been a great third-liner for them. Yeah. He moved
2: up to the third line. And he's been scoring, and he's obviously a feisty guy. He's a great uh, former captain, uh, former Rangers captain. So, yeah. Tampa Bay Rangers. Piece Tampa of
1: yeah, for real. I, also, I totally forgot, all right, looking at him, Anton Strawman, one of their best of top defensemen. He's, in, he's a UFA. He may be available this offseason. He hasn't been great this season. In I the offseason,
2: though, up. at this point, there's no way they move him because he need to make this push. But in the off season, he's another free agent where, mm-hmm. like, their team needs to, uh, like other teams are going to need to resign their RFAs. But then there's going to be a few teams who can resign all these free agents in this heavy. Like, this is a big free Brayden agent point. Class coming up. Braden Point. Like, this is a huge My boy. free agent team coming. I think
1: Braden Point. Uh, Braden Point's probably going to go yeah. ahead and grab. He's Braden Point's going to get like. He's getting like ten um, million plus. Like, how could you not give that to him? You never know. Yeah. You never know. I think he may he may surprise people with a low cap it. I th- I exactly. Think I may... think he
2: might take he might be like he's a I th- I compare him a lot to Marner. Speaking of the Leafs, who we're gonna get to in a second here. I compare him to a guy like Marner. He's they're very Ooh, similar. Yeah. I think Point is they better. might they they <laughs> might take a, might a, take center, a little yeah. bit of a pay cut, just to, uh come back. But yeah, uh Nico, why don't you take over like we have for our own teams, take over for your Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> right, man. Toronto maple.
1: On to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um uh, as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, I I say this stuttering because it's like you go on Twitter after every loss. It's just <laughs> everything blows up. Fire up, Babcock, team, fire, trade, Babcock. Trade Matthews, Babcock trade, fire Babcock, Fire Babcock. No, I will give I will give right now some of those guys some embers in the fire because we haven't scored a goal in the first period for the last three games. So um, yeah, it's it's been hard to hard to find goals. I remember back in my day, we used to score tons of goals. What are goals now? Um, yeah, right now the the Maple Leafs they need defense, and it sucks because we just traded for Jake Muzzin, but we we keep on we keep on playing this. We keep playing Jake Muzzin on the third. We play him third pairing minutes, and it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't mean you're
2: playing third pairing minutes? he's
1: been put on the third pair, and it, it doesn't make Ron Hainsey. It doesn't make it. Why? They keep putting okay, him. Why is
2: Babcock in a corner? I don't, don't understand.
1: I don't. Ron Hainsey. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand that. Um, you're playing. You're playing Andreas Johnson on on the fourth line, even though he should be up on the on the first line. Uh, Ka- he
2: should be up on the third line at least play with uh, uh Ka- Kadri and, and Kadri, right? Kadri
1: Kadri's out with a concussion right now. So, like, all is not happy in Leafland, and, th- and I hope to God that Kyle Dubas doesn't do any knee-jerk reaction and, and overpay for a player like Radic Gouda when he's done with his suspension um, or trades for an, a McQuaid just, just to get another defenseman. I know you need depth defensemen, but when we have Callie Rosen and some younger defensemen in our own system— Hey, just, just just play it out, man. Um, and, I, yeah. and I don't think they trade for anybody either. I don't think you're moving Jake Gardner. I don't think you're moving Ron Hainsey because you need those guys. Um, yeah. m- maybe they trade for a, a depth forward maybe, but even that, once Kadri comes back, I don't think this team is all that all that bad. I, I It's just there's such a weird position where it's like, this team should be a Stanley Cup contender, but every time I watch them play, I feel like I'm – I'm watching guys who don't, who just realized, hey, this is a puck. Maybe we should shoot it. I, I, I just don't know sometimes with, with trying yeah.
0: Maple Leafs. For me, I feel like the solution is kind of clear. I've been saying this since he was signed. But the one thing that they can do to improve that defense is to get rid of a defenseman like Nikita Zaitsev. Just do it. I mean when it comes to getting like another top 4 guy like it's all of, it's all about saving Mike Babcock from himself I mean you, if you bring in a top 4 guy who is he going to replace in that lineup Travis Dermott he's going to be scratched it seems like that's going to be the guy that Mike they Babcock need to involve Ron in that trade
2: or yeah you yeah, need he'll to involve Ron Hainsey Hainsey in, in that well, trade he'll so play the anymore. Still.
0: If you get rid of a guy like Nikita Zaitsev though it opens up some room in that defense for Dermott to actually show his skills and get some ice time and in that respect you actually gain some defense
1: yeah, and I don't think that like, Zaitsev gets a—he just hasn't been put in the right position to succeed with this team. Honestly, he's a of a power play guy. It, but they don't—they don't ever play him on the power a, play, and that sucks. F- and and yeah. honestly, like he's looked pretty bad because he hasn't fit in with the system. I think on a different team. Nikita Zaitsev looks pretty good. I think another team, whether it be the Edmonton Oilers or even the new how good would Nikita Zaitsev look on the New Jersey Devils who need defense. He would look fantastic with them. But on the Leafs right now, he's an overpaid slow defenseman and it, it sucks and it, I was really high on him when when they signed him to that contract. I was like, "Yes, yeah, 6 years at 4 billion dollars. This we're going to get Oh, it's gonna be awesome, and it just it just hasn't worked out. And it and and honestly, I hate saying that. Uh, But moving on uh, to the other big team in Canada that's making the playoffs, the Vancouver Canucks.
2: Did you say? Did you did you skip over the Montreal Canadiens? Is that what you just did?
1: No, I mean uh, the Canucks are good. Canucks are good. They're another another good Canadian team in the playoffs. Right.
2: Three points of the playoffs in this crazy wild card in the West. You have. Uh, they're they're in sixth in the wild card race, but they're only three points out of the wild card spot. So it's just a crazy, crazy race going on there with Colorado, Chicago, Arizona, who's actually. Um, above Vancouver, I can't believe but, that they're uh, still in Vancouver, it. Vancouver, Anaheim, Edmonton, and Los Angeles, and even like Edmonton can still make it, even though they're. Oh my in the God, wild card they're done. <laughs> they're insane. done. Stop. What if McDavid goes superhuman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're done. All right. So for the Vancouver Canucks, um, they're sellers. You have to sell. Just, just if you're gonna, but they have nothing to sell. So hey, maybe if they're gonna trade anybody. I don't know any reasons why maybe some playoff teams, actual playoff teams, want some depth forwards. So maybe you trade Granlin, Tyler Mott, Jay maybe. Beagle. Uh, Jay Beagle's not going anywhere. Yeah, they need
2: to get rid of that contract. I mean, Why did they sign He's a good him? player. You...
1: I think he fits well. Not
2: for that contract or nope. that contract. I think no, he, like he fits not... well.
1: I think he fits well. A a you... For that. But, I don't... For but you that are watching hit? then. You are watching what what Jay Beagle, what Jay Beagle has he brought wins, to this he team. He wins faceoffs. He wins faceoffs. Like, off, like so he kills like kills... 37% course of percentage. Like, come on. Okay, but he also, the. I think for a team that is young, you need leaders. And he's perfect. No, I And he's perfect for that team. I think that
2: he is. I think he is perfect, but I think you overpaid. Who else? I don't think any other team is giving him anywhere near three million. You could have picked him up for probably two million and then I would have liked it a lot better. And I know it's only a difference of a million, but it seems like a lot for a third fourth. When flyer, you have you know when you I mean? have
1: forty two million dollars in cap space and you need leadership. I think you do sign Jay Beagle any day of the week. He's one. So then, he's one... so then why
2: would you sign him to four years then? If you need cap, like you can spend the cap, but why send him to that length? Because that, he, that, teams that doesn't do affect that.
0: Vancouver too much, though. I mean, that yeah, they're, they're a team that because once they get
2: good in those four years, that fourth year, like that, might affect them a lot. That's a good amount of money to be spent on again a fourth, third, a third or a fourth liner
1: right well anyway. I think they're gonna move on I think the, you, this year they gotta Brock Besser um he's definitely gonna get he's gonna get paid um good player he's, yeah he's definitely a good player oh uh, no uh he goes out there. He uh, he competes every day, and you know. Um, good man. Good good man. Good part. Good heart. Good good heart. So <laughs> he <chose, laughs> he's good skating. Uh, you know, he plays the game right. No. Uh, he's a good Canadian kid. He's, he's a, American. He's a, no, no, that's what
2: I'm saying. Don Cherry literally goes. He's a good Canadian kid. He he's a
1: good a old. He's kid. A, no, Don Cherry would be like, no, he's a good old boy there, Brock Besser. You know, he likes to shoot the puck there, and ah. Uh. Yeah. From for, Ontario. From Ontario, boy. Yeah. I once knew his father's daddy's friend on the ranch.
2: Uh, good, yeah. good old man. When I was coaching in Boston, uh, when I was coaching in, I was the coach in Boston,
1: they used to beat each other up with their own fists. Back in the yeah. <laughs> way back with their feet, with their feet. Oh, the maybe we're just another
2: team that they're just gonna stay put unless they can get rid of some I contacts that. I guess. Right on. Uh, moving on. Now moving on to the biggest Jets the Right. Or Vegas? Oh yeah, Vegas. I told. Sorry, first, second year in the league. Forgot about them. <laughs> uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I think they are definitely a buyer. They started off struggling, but now they are back. I mean, they're on three, six, and one for the last Vegas ten. Vegas is back, But baby. still, they are third in the Pacific. Uh, they're third in the Pacific Division, and they're playing solid. They're proving that they're not just a miracle team like we all said they were. They are showing that they're um, a team that can actually sustain success over. Uh, a number of years, well two right now, Um, but uh, they just played a game against the Leafs, that was a a barn burner, but uh, what's going on with them right now? Yeah,
0: for me Vegas, I feel like they don't have too many holes, they could go after a couple of depth forwards, but to me I feel like the goaltending has been a little bit disappointing this season. Flurry has still been decent, but he's nowhere near what he was like last season, where he's just unbelievable. But Malcolm Subban, he hasn't gotten a ton of ice time, but even then, he hasn't been good in the experience I got. And for me, I feel like a candidate to go to Vegas is likely Ryan Miller from Anaheim. He could be a very solid backup and an okay goalie if need be, if Flurry does get injured. But I feel like a guy like that is what Vegas could target, and I feel like a backup. It's not a ton, but I feel like it's something that could really help them.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with everything you guys just said. Yeah, I just, everything <laughs> everything yo, everything the Vegas Golden Knights the last the last like two weeks uh Galant, coach Galant's usually a pretty chill guy in all of his press conferences. He's come out and has questioned their toughness. He's questioned their lack of lack of trying out there. When I'm watching this team right now, they're only 30 they're 32-25 and 5. This team hasn't been good. This team I mean, is.
2: They was They were terrible. They're fifteen, like sixteen, weeks. and one away from their. Uh, home this team ice has been lackluster at, at best. They have definitely been lackluster, especially away from home. It, and I think either way, home they, or they away, to, this team
1: just doesn't seem to be. It I doesn't seem to be showing. I think if you're, they need to if if, so. you're, if if you're right now, I think they become what's the word? Um, just lackadaisical at best. Like just sitting there. Con- they're they're content with. Losing, and I will say this, losing is a disease that spreads through a whole team. And if I'm the Vegas Golden Knights right now, something's wrong with that locker room, something's wrong with the team right now. You're overplaying Fleury, who's 34 years old, God bless him, you can't play Malcolm Zuban because he's not doing anything, and the team is, you're setting yourself up for failure right now. I don't know what they trade, I don't know what you do with the move something out. Maybe you move out a Belmar because that's one of your main leaders from last season and this season. You shake up the locker room a little bit and say hey, get serious. You guys are Stanley Cup contenders. Let's go. Just wake up. I mean, Maybe you move something me, like that. To me, it's
2: like you gotta, give, you gotta give Subban some more time, man. They're barely giving him any time. Because he, well. he hasn't played well. He hasn't played well. He hasn't played well, but I think they're not giving him the chance. Like They have. Him, he I hasn't think, played well.
1: Th- and that's just what it is. Alright, well, uh, I guess
2: that's just... For me My for me though
0: for Vegas bracket. if they're gonna go after a forward, they will definitely regret it in the future, but Wayne Simmons seems like a pretty Oh god, do you think so?
2: Actually I can see that. Yeah. That's a big that's a good show from Grab. I can see that I think mm. he would well. And he'd be the type of guy that'd be like, Yo, boys, let's go. Yeah, wake We're in up. a good position to go for it. like wake up here, smart enough. You're smart right
1: enough. <laughs> You're right. No, I do agree that that'd, that'd be great that'd be a great uh, great pickup. Um on to the next team. Who's the next team, guys?
2: Winnipeg, I'm pretty sure.
1: No, Washington, Washington, Washington.
2: We can't, we can't. We're doing this, we're doing this
1: alphabetical order, but
2: (laughs) I'm done. We're trying
1: here. Well, the Washington
2: Capitals. They just went on a huge losing streak, but let's talk about. it.
0: Yeah, they just traded for Carl Hagelin from the LA Kings, which was Um, a pretty interesting trade. And I'm not sure if Carl Hagelin wants to be on the Capitals, but he they already get that speedy winger, but. When it comes to Washington, they they are pretty interesting because again they won last year without having without getting a guy like Shattenkirk, without going after these big guys. They got Michael Kempney at the trade deadline, and there's already been rumors of them suggesting going after a defenseman like that to have that kind of magic like they did last year. And I feel like a defenseman like a kind of like that where it's a top bottom six or a top six guy for them that could factor in offensively, maybe on the power play a little bit. Could really help them. on with Washington, they've been pretty inconsistent, especially I feel especially defensively, and they can definitely use a guy like that. Maybe they get a goalie, a backup uh, instead of Phoenix Copley, who has been okay, but maybe not good enough.
1: Yeah, and I and I think right now for the for the Washington Capitals, they need. I think they're going to move on from Andre Burakovsky. Um he he just another
2: guy linked who's linked to the Hobbs by the way. Yeah, he
1: just he just was a first round pick that never really quite met expectations and was really passed over for other prospects like like Yaka Ver- Verana Varana on the team. And I think if you can move out um move out Berkowski, who's costing you three point five million dollars on the cap, you you do it. I don't know what teams maybe a team sees him as a reclamation project, um which the Sharks have have done that before you never know if they're looking for some more forward help he could be the guy i think that that he's that that's a player that you're looking at if i'm the sharks as well they also put on um they also put what's his name on on waivers Devontae smith uh, dsp so, i'm
2: surprised no one claimed him i mean yeah. he showed up in the playoffs last year and i was expecting even a team like the leafs to maybe uh claim him just for that fourth line uh toughness when uh, he performed so well in the playoffs last year, but no one took a shot at him, which I can't really fault any team for that. But I'm just surprised that he went unclaimed uh, for any team, for that matter. And I think, honestly, like he could probably come back in the playoffs for Washington and probably show it again. He just seems like that type of player. I mean, they're sitting second in the Metro right now, uh, one point behind uh, the New York Islanders. So they're right back into it after that losing streak. Um, again, they're trying to repeat, they're trying to be, uh, they're trying to, you know. Yeah, move on, yeah, move, yeah, push.
1: they're trying to move on to, move on and get the Stanley Cup again. Get Ovi that second yeah. ring, baby. Hell yeah. Alright, on to the last and final team. We're here. The Winnipeg Not, Jets. not the least. All, I can
2: tell you that. Th- that th- we went through all
1: 31 teams and we're here, baby. The Winnipeg Jets. Give me, if I had a cha-ching, Sound effect. Ching ching. They're buyers. Mark Stone. Baby. Buyers. Mark Stone. Yeah, Mar- that's all I gotta say. Yeah, Mark Stone. He fits in perfectly. Good old Winnipeg boy. Um, he's Paul Maurice. Good old Mark Stone. Oh him. my good God, Paul Maurice, man, that guy's the most. That guy's pretty. <laughs> you know, he's pretty funny in his, in his interviews. Um, but yeah, Mark Stone's a guy that fits in perfectly. I don't know what you trade. Maybe you. They have. <laughs> oh, I, I, we mentioned that in the last pod. I, I'm saying it, Patrick Laine, Mark Stone. Patrick Laine for Mark
0: Stone. If Mark Stone resigns in Winnipeg, that could be interesting.
1: All right. Well, last well, last like, season, what do you
2: do with what do you do with Laine, man? It's so interesting. I don't want to get into it again, but you're in such an interesting place where it's like you can't give him double digits. That for sure. You can't give him eight years, or or you can't give him uh, a max contract. So it's like, what are you gonna do? It's like you're good. Apparently, they're gonna sign him to a bridge. But even then, it's like, what does that bridge look like? It's gonna be crazy to see yeah. what happens with a guy like Patrick because we've never really been in the situation before where a guy shows out in his first year, shows out in his second year, and then his third year. I th- this is his third year, right? Yeah. Well, not only so then, this, not
1: only that, his third
2: year, he just struggles at the end of the season where. He's had nothing going on, literally nothing. He gets an assist here and there, but it's like even if I was on the team, I can get a secondary assist.
1: <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> You're telling me if I didn't pass the puck to Connor McDavid and he went up the ice, I would to get an assist.
1: You know, it's easier said than done. If Connor McDavid was on the Winnipeg Jets, then maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. But well, last season, a year ago, the Jets added Paul Stastny, as we mentioned earlier, for a deep, uh, you no know, playoff run. This season they have they have the prospects for them, and again we go back to Mark Stone, but they could be in for they could be in for a smaller play. You maybe even Ninequist could be an, another guy. I think could be a sneaky pickup because they're looking for more depth defensemen. If you are more depth uh, forwards, I think you would fit in perfectly with a player like Ehlers on that on the third second line. Kyle Connor, I think he's a snee. They don't, not all of them are huge guys, by the way. I mean Mark Stone just happens to be the big guy that everyone wants. But you sometimes you end up getting the the Paul Stastny's or you end up with Gustav Nyquist, which I think could be a, a guy that they look for.
0: Yeah, Winnipeg is going to be a pretty interesting team because they've been they've been linked to Matthew Shane. they've been linked to uh, Mark Stone, of course. They've also been rumors about Laine being getting traded because of his current slump. They're kind of in a crazy position here.
2: It's also I can see them also paying up a depth defenseman. Nothing huge, but maybe a guy to sure and up that top four. You have Bufflin, you have Morrissey, you have Myers, uh, you have Truba, and then uh, you w- might be want a guy just a depth defenseman, uh, to help them out. But that's all uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Ding ding oh, dong, thirty
1: one teams. We covered it boys.
2: Woo! Bang, bang Oh my lord long podcast. Long. But guess what? we're gonna have another podcast after the trade deadline. Probably just gonna
1: be just as long. Yeah, honestly, if any of these moves—if we predicted any of these moves—we better go put it on some betting site. Well, you guys are too young. I'll go put it on the betting sites. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, uh, mark for so we're uh, all right. So before we head into the, for the trade deadline, one more one more take. Who is gonna be who's gonna be the biggest surprise player for you guys to move right now? All right, Nate. Nate, um, go biggest surprise ooh. player for the for the NHL surprise. draft. Like, who do you think is a low key name? That maybe goes, that no one's talking about, but could go. Ah, That, well, you put me on the spot. I know, I'm sorry.
0: Put you on the spot. Honestly, though, we were talking about Buffalo earlier. Jeff Skinner could be a guy that could really get moved. I feel like that's a guy that with one year left might ask for a little bit too much than Buffalo's willing to give up for him. He's had an amazing season and the team might be crazy enough to go get him and give up a boatload for him. I feel like Jeff Skinner could be a guy that nobody really expects to go because everybody expects him to re-sign in Buffalo, but that might not be the case.
2: Okay, so for me, I don't know if this is that much of, like, a surprise player, but maybe Jeff Carter from the Kings, Mm. but very low-key, that I don't even think is going to happen, but just maybe Drew Doughty, I don't know, probably Mm. not, but just throwing that name out there. I mean,
0: yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting names, though, surrounding this deadline. I mean, when it comes to the deadline, I mean, you got guys like Panera, and Duchesne, Stone, Bobrovsky, and all all the other guys there. I got one for you. There's going to be a lot of decent, underrated names surrounding this deadline, with four I
1: got, I got one Nico for you. I got saying, saying, one for you. Ilya Kovalchuk to the New York Islanders. Bank it. Ooh. Bank it. Ooh. Hot take right but do you, bank it they
2: have to retain some salary or something. or They have to They probably
1: will. Contract. You're probably going to get a first-round pick for it, though. Honestly, you get a first-round pick for Kovalchuk oh. at this age, I think it's going for it. All right.
0: All right. So
1: that is going to be it
0: for this episode, episode two of the Religion of Hockey podcast. Again, Jay and Nico, let me know where everybody else can go find you. Go ahead,
2: Jay. All right. I'll leave the hockey guide uh, uh, until the uh, last. So I am Jay. Obviously, you can find me on 416J. Uh, find me there. That's, again, the main hub for everything I do. So go there and just look up 416J. It's all letters, So F-O-U-R-O-N-E-S-I-X-J-A-Y. Uh, type that into Twitter. Find me. And then, uh, yeah, that's where you can find everything there. Get him some Please followers. Please get some more followers because I am –
1: Struggling. <laughs> Struggling out there. All right. Yeah, you can find me, the hockey god, uh, Nico, at um at Nico from the TO. Uh, this podcast is actually sponsored. Affiliated. We're affiliated slash sponsored by Puck77.com. If you're looking for any, and I mean all, hockey you want hockey writings? You can find it. You want hockey news? You got it. You want hockey podcasts? You Buy got it. Buy fans for fans. fans for the fans. puck 77com <laughs> Bank it right now, baby. Go there. Sign in. Log on. Look for Nico from the TO. Look for my articles. There's like five. They're good articles. Check them out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isaac, yeah, I, I approve of them. Go check them out. Uh, of course, for me... I am on YouTube, of course, at J R A V I T E H. Uh, Gravity, I spell it weird just because, because, just because. But on, of course, Twitter, Nathan Gravity. You know where to find me. I'm the host of the podcast. That's kind of why. But again, with this podcast, a good ol' probably 150 or not, a one hour and 50 minute podcast good old hearty one but again we'll be back on Monday likely maybe maybe Tuesday uh, but we're going to be recapping our thoughts after the trade deadline in four days so make sure to stick around for that um, but for this podcast that'll be it again covered all every single NHL team and what they'll do with the trade deadline a good old podcast here today um, but it was a pretty good one and yes and
2: remember follow our sh- podcast sh- no. on Twitter we are five followers away from 100 make sure to follow that Twitter where you can find everything to do with. This this podcast. We are on Spotify now. We are on iTunes. We're on pretty much any podcast app out there. So remember, get to that Twitter so you can find out more stuff about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, well, before yes, we, before course, we leave, hit that bell. Bef- hit that
1: bell bef- before baby. we leave, we all got to do the the shaker. Alright, ready? ready? Three, right, two, three, two, wait, hold on. Hold on. Two. Three, two, one.
2: That's terrible. Okay, bye guys.
1: See
0: you on the next one. See you on Monday. Goodbye.